I'm going to go down to each of these. I'm going to call on the person whose name has the exclamation point. I'm going to very briefly talk about the game uh, and then move on to the next one. And then at the end, we're each going to pick our top three uh, in no specific order. And each of those is going to count as a vote. And we'll see if one ends up with the most votes. If not, uh, fight to the death. And then we'll fight. fight (laughs) I love it. Welcome to episode 55 of Rouge One, the 2019 Game of the Year edition. I am Year of the Pig, Kevin Yost. Head in a jar, Ben Rogers. It's your resident birthday boy here, Mads Mickelson, uh, personally uh, thanked me, <laughs> uh, wished me a happy birthday. No one else sees that content. <laughs> Uh, this is Sud Sampath, and I'm a messy bitch who lives for drama. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is going to be the Game of the Year edition. Uh, we're not going to talk about anything we did this week, unless it's very specifically a game we <laughs> played specifically to <laughs> talk about it on Within this the list. last <laughs> like four Matt hours. Just trying to <laughs> slip those under the radar. Ramming uh, them in. <laughs> so I I have a list up of the games of 2019 that we played. Uh, We're going to quickly describe them, and then at the end we're going to vote. If a game isn't on this list, none of us played it. Sorry. It's not getting any votes, so don't be mad at us. Definitely not good enough. (laughs) No, write us a comment. Tell us what we missed. Yeah. What we should have done. Yeah, what was your favorite game of the year? Cuck Simulator 2019. (laughs) All right, we got a lot of games to get through, so let's go ahead and start with me talking about Slay the Spire. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, we're starting Taking off a list stage. strong by technically cheating because <laughs> this game has been in early access for a while. Came out properly full release 2019. Um, but it's a fun deck building slash roguelike uh, game uh, where you move through a spire of monsters, random encounters, and merchants Um and so essentially, pretty much every combat, uh, you use a deck of cards you built to fight monsters, and you start off with pretty basic, like, do six damage, block five damage attacks, and then as you fight monsters and pick cards, you get into, like, weird, the weird cards, where it's just, like, apply five poison, do two damage, add block five damage, and all kinds of stuff, and you start to build crazy synergies. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's fucking an easy way to sink four hours uh without realizing it <laughs> um and but only four yeah. no more no, <laughs> no <less>. more no less <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you'll be very aware how long you've played <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a casino where there's no windows you know yeah. <laughs> you don't lose that track of time everything just else four just is a black, black. void <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Please wear these blinders when you play this game. <laughs> uh, and then 
fucking I didn't say this in the beginning. Let's go ahead and just uh, and the last like yes or no recommend. Yes, I recommend Slay the Spire. Uh, next, we have Ben talking about Resident Evil 2, the remake. Hey, it's the remake of the classic Resident Evil 2 on the PlayStation, <laughs> but now with upgraded graphics. If you played Resident Evil 2 <laughs> when you were a kid, it's like you're playing it again. It's great. Uh, I totally disagree good, ben. with Ben on that part. I <laughs> it is not it is not just simply a remake. It's a reimagining. There's a lot of remixing uh, that's done here. It plays like Resident Evil 4. There's um, like yeah, the over the scenes. shoulders, yeah. Obviously better <clears throat> cutscenes, obviously it, better voice acting. <laughs> If it was just a remake, it wouldn't be on this list. Like, I don't think that would count, but it is a full-fledged reimagining. It sort of, like, makes you feel like, like what the game was like. But it's like how I imagined the game was exactly. when I was a yes. kid. Yes, yes, yes. Ben hit it on the nail of the head. Like, that, that's what you think the game was like and yeah. not just, like, a bunch of blocks. Yeah, tanks um, it's running really around a building. <laughs> also, is Mr. X, like, the biggest meme in gaming in the past year? I think he might be. He certainly got a lot of meme coverage no it's definitely the goose oh, oh right. yeah. yeah the goose is, <laughs> the <really> goose is <laughs> loose <laughs> yeah the goose is in rick and morty <laughs> yeah that's when you know you've made it <laughs> all right ben recommend resident evil 2 yeah totally if you ever played resident evil 2 uh as you don't a have kid to or that. not no. it's still a great game <laughs> <laughs> i highly recommend it <laughs> Yes. All right. Uh, Sun is the only one who played at Kingdom Hearts 3, so tell us about that. It feels like it was a roller coaster. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is the most uneven game ever made, and I've never seen a franchise that was so big fallen like such a damp squib. Uh, it's like 12 it's years amazing. in production. <laughs> well, I mean, like, just think about how big of a deal like Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 was. It was like Call of Duty-esque. Yeah. You know, like... Definitely. And, and like, Kingdom Hearts 3, like, came out and I feel like no one really remembers it. Yeah, they definitely um, didn't jump on the hype, quote-unquote. <laughs> no, it, it, like, it came and, like, people talked about it and people who are invested in it, for whatever reason, like, I kind of was played it this is a good game in the beginning and then it gets progressively worse and uh i can't in good conscience recommend it but if you're really <laughs> i will into say that, yeah i will say it looks gorgeous oh it might be the best looking game this past year for sure it's beautiful um and like when it's good it's pretty great uh but when it's bad it's one of the worst things oh, i've ever no. played i'm over here <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. There's there's five podcasts me complaining about this game, so we don't have to go into <laughs> You can just watch it devolve podcast by podcast. Yeah. Uh, I've talked true. about this ad nauseum. <laughs> Next up, uh Sud is also the only one who played Sunless Skies. Scum- Sunless Skies is a fantastic uh semi roguelike. Um the problem with it is that it is such a roguelike that you can get completely ruined by the random rolls. Um, it is a wonderful pastiche of steampunk and eldritch horror, and it's a really great story. Um, it is like a cheaper game, so like it's forty-ish dollars, so you're not going to get all the bells and whistles. And it's intentionally hard, sort of strategic uh, gameplay. When it you get lucky, it's one of the best games on this list, and I would recommend it. Um, but if you get unlucky, it does become extremely frustrating, and you just sort of have to restart it. I recommend it. So, <laughs> cool. sorry. Uh, 
Next, the breakout, not quite Fortnite killer, Apex Legends. Season um, two. Uh, fucking just the game. The game wow. came out this year in 2019. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or pretty early 2019. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it dropped like with almost no build up. <laughs> there was like a leak right. the day before, and then it was just like, fuck right. you, it's here. People were like, hey, the guys who made uh, Titanfall 2 are working on a Titanfall game and it's multiplayer <laughs> yeah and uh it's kind of like titanfall but yeah <laughs> um what I, a surprise yeah i uh i definitely of the four of us put the most time into this um i didn't really play in season i played a good amount when it came out before seasons were a thing didn't play one or two uh i reached max level in season three i enjoyed it a lot uh it has defined first person movement for me right every time i play a first person game i'm disappointed it does not have the mechanics of yeah uh, the Apex momentum. Legends. yeah mm. everything i'm just getting feels some serious so momentum here <laughs> <laughs> wait ben you never played this game i thought you played it too he did he's yeah. just stupid <laughs> he just forgot to check it uh, <laughs> i don't want to admit it <laughs> <laughs> I late. I doubt anyone on this podcast would argue with me. I way prefer it over Fortnite. Uh, of the handful of battle royales I've tried, it's definitely my favorite. Uh, in terms of um, like recommendation, I would say if you've ever tried to play Fortnite and just like uh, this, I don't get it. Like, uh, and then like you might not try Apex Legends because you feel like it's a clone of some sorts because it is a battle royale style, but like. Apex Legends would definitely be more of your cup of tea because, like, if you everything that like Fortnite is missing in a sense, like, is available in Apex Legends, and it doesn't have the building mechanics, which is kind of a huge. But crux. Can you floss? <laughs> no. <laughs> then it's and, garbage. Um, I don't think you can dab. I would either. say, <laughs> I would say, considering it's free, highly recommended. Yeah. <laughs> definitely give it a try. Price tag recommended. Uh, next. Blaze Blue, uh, Blaze Blue Central Fiction. <laughs> Blaze Blue uh, Central ben Fiction, art system this. fighting game. Yeah. Uh, in is a real bad guy in it? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh wait, soul no, that's soul bad guy. Soul bad yeah. guy. And he's from Guilty Gear. He's but not he, from Blaze Blue. But he is in Central Fiction. It, what? Yeah, Central. Are they fiction. the same universe? Yeah, Blaze Blaze Blue. Are now. Uh, Central Fiction combines a shit ton of characters from. What does Central Fiction mean? Uh, the same thing <laughs> that like anime all, stuff. Yeah, what does like, Exerd mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just cramming words together. <laughs> but in terms, uh, you know. I I I liked it what I played, but uh, the problem is fighters had come out this year as well, and that completely swept it. Uh, it's it, you know it's a stylish anime uh, fighting game fighters by Arc did System. Did not come out in 2019. Wow, it's been a so, year. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've just been playing that <laughs> season two then. But uh, I'm so confused. I, I thought this game came out a long time ago. I'm looking at the box art. I'm sure I've seen it. I mean, there's before. like 18 yeah, but, different yeah, copies of yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a storied franchise at this point. Yeah, but um, oh, this it's is an alright fighting game. Uh, it's got some great. It's got a lot of good mechanics that you're used to if you've ever played any Arc System game. 
But um, oh fuck me, nope. This game came out in 2015. Ignore it. I would okay. move on. Yeah, because it came out so on why, the Switch. Why the fuck is this on there? Because it's on the Switch. Because Ben yeah. didn't do his due diligence and remove it. All right. Yeah, All right. Just, well, yeah. Um, strike it from the list. I don't this recommend it. <laughs> Next. Uh, Next is edit that out. <laughs> Tetris 99. Uh, it's Tetris against a hundred players. Like, yeah, this is the battle royal Tetris, right? Yes. This seems like I, fucking crazy. I don't have anything more to I say. I don't want to play it. It's. It seems scary. It's free. It's just Tetris with more players. Yeah, but is there like chat? Am I gonna? Am I gonna get no. insulted for my Tetris playing? Am I gonna be called the R word? Are you gonna R-word? be called the R word? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Uh, who I uses only, an LPs like that, nerd? <laughs> I only played the free uh, Battle Royale version. They have like a $10 version where you can do some extra modes and stuff. I don't know what any of that is. It's fucking Tetris. <laughs> if you, just, it's fucking Tetris. Moving on. <laughs> Yakuza Kiwami Sud. Uh, so Yakuza Kiwami is part of Sega's desire to remake all the Yakuza games in their new engine, uh, which was released with Yakuza 4. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really good. Like, it, I mean, it, it is effectively the same structure of, as the original Yakuza game, which was on the PS2. Um, and actually having the new combat system and the updated graphics does a lot of work for it. But the problem with the Kiwami games is that they're being released alongside uh, the newer releases, like so Yakuza 5 and Yakuza 6 specifically, which just have much bigger worlds to them. Um, these are like the real inheritors of Shenmue. Like it couldn't be more like Shenmue. This is a really great game. And if you're invested in the world of Yakuza, this is a great place to start. Just know that if you have played any of the newer ones, it's hard to go back to this one. I recommend it a whole lot. And if you play the newer ones and you like the story enough, I think it's totally worth going back to. Cool. Uh, next is Anthem, which I'm the only one who's marked it on here. Matt and Ben, I'm pretty I sure you guys. I played a demo. Least, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't uh, know if that counted. Yeah, we both played demos. We didn't. We didn't get the game for kind of free. And to <laughs> I was gonna I mark it, but then we're playing this. <laughs> I was going to mark it, but then I was going to be like, Kevin's going to be like, we only played the demo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great reason not to put it down. I would have told I like this down. image of Kevin demo. as like this bully. <laughs> Kevin is a bully. Kevin always goes first. He's always telling us what to do, pushing us around. Yeah. As soon as but one it- of you wants to edit these podcasts, I will let any of you go first. <laughs> I nominate Ben. I am glad for Anthem, if only because <laughs> it uh, made me realize Anthem. about the origin access uh, system <laughs> where I paid a hundred dollars to play Anthem for like less than 10 hours. So you recommend never origin touched it again. access? Yeah. I don't <laughs> recommend Anthem. I recommend origin access. It was supposed to be the destiny killer from Bioware. Uh, it turns out it's just the Bioware killer. <laughs> I will say I had. They didn't know the uh, gun uh, was pointed at their own head. (laughs) (laughs) I will say I had a um, bit of fun playing the demo. I wanted to enjoy it. I really wanted to like it. (laughs) And there was a lot of lot of problems that turned me off. Yeah. Is there any way this game can become good? I think there is. Yeah, but does not not seem like they've made any enough of an effort. Unless they make it. They'd have to make it like free to play, and then 
like fix everything. A bunch of people start playing so it. There's and no then like Destiny it. like lifespan for this at all. I mean, I like, have not been that. following Anthem. I'm sure they yeah. had no, a but, plan. Like, is it but worse I'm sure than Destiny when it came out? Like that's oh, what I'm yes, trying to figure absolutely. out. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right. Like, yeah. I, for the first I six Destiny months, the w- oh. game, the weapon you start the game with was the strongest weapon in the game. I was about to bring that up. Like that's really what it was like. Oh my yeah, god, bad development. Crux. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for like a like a loot shooter, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bioware is like dead after this, right? Like it can't come back. Oh, yeah. I guess no. That's really sad. Like they would have to blow it out of the park between this uh-huh. and Andromeda. Like <laughs> blow it out of the park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't recommend it. Uh, nobody has said anything about it becoming amazing <laughs> in the last year. <laughs> I wouldn't hold my breath. Uh, you can skip it. Uh, next is Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Matt, Ooh. talk us through hey, it. Uh, are you a groovy guy who just, man, likes to chill out and, you know, groove around, listen to some funky music and hang out with some cool earthlings? This is the game for you. This is actually kind of like the exact same game that came out in the 90s for Sega Genesis and Nintendo. So. It's a reimagine. Yeah. Um <laughs> it I mean yeah because like technically it's the exact same story but a little different. Like <laughs> it couldn't be any similar to the original. Um it's really f- fun in a way just because like the stakes are like so low. Like you're just trying to find pieces to your ship which you do pretty easily. Um, you have sometimes you have to like traverse oh, there's one the there. terrain and use items that kind of help you get from point A to point B, or help you get around um, some not so chill Earthlings. Um, the game is very much driven on like style and uh, the music and a sort of weird sense of humor that is akin to like 90s nicktoons. <laughs> yeah, um, very much so. Um I would recommend it because you can find it for pretty cheap and um I got it it's for very much <laughs> Yeah. It's a very much pick up and play game. You can only, you can play it for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 4 hours, you know. I don't know about 4 <laughs> hours. I mean, I did play a pretty long stretch, but like yeah, I mean if you're really interested in seeing kind of like some where I guess roguelikes may have kind of started in a way, because it technically is a roguelike, but it's mind boggling that it came out so long ago. Yeah. All right. Recommend. I recommend it. Yeah. Cool. Devil may cry. I'm very five. much into. So uh, I give that to Sud. Yeah, let him. <laughs> well, you didn't mark down as having played it, so. No, Matt's, I in, did, Matt's did I? in control. Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> I thought I did mark it. I tried to. <laughs> did you ever beat it, Matt? I know that you were close and you just like. I'm very, I know I didn't beat it because uh, things happened <laughs> yeah. with Red Dead 2. Things fall apart. Sure. Red Dead uh, 2 took over. Yeah. Um,. Devil May Cry 5 is a game that I, when on the pod, I, like, complained about some of the design decisions, um, but I still said it was really good, and the more I think about it, and when I've gone back to and played more of the game, um, I mean, I beat it a couple times now, 
Uh, I really, really like this game. Um, Itsuno-san, the designer and the sort of shepherding Devil May Cry 5, said he would exceed the fans' expectations, and he absolutely did. The story is remarkably good and really fun and concise. This is the greatest character action game ever made. Um, so in this style of game, like you're comparing this to like Bayonetta, Nier Automata, other Devil May Cry games. Um, this combat system is yeah. superb. It is fucking fantastic. And the interplay right. between Nero, V, and Dante has never been better. Yeah, and three Nier- characters and- to play as is so dope. Yeah, and V I would say is that, awesome. Like, they in this game they um yeah they introduce a new character who plays not like because like Nero and Dante sort of sort of play similar. They have ways. big swords and they swing with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, uh, oh fuck, uh, five V is v. just completely <laughs> completely different and. It almost makes it feel like you're playing like um, a different game at times. It makes me feel like I'm playing a new age Streets of Rage, where I have multiple characters to choose right. from, and they do different things. Like it, it's that yeah. akin to like classic beat 'em ups. It's akin I, to that classic internal meme where I always just say this is like Streets of Rage, but then it actually is it like actually Streets of Rage. It actually is Streets of Rage. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely like the the game devs definitely saw like what they do best and that's like the combat <laughs> systems and just and just action and they're like we're just going to make a game that's like up to 11 on those and then like the rest of it is suitable. <laughs> yeah, they pulled back on things that I really enjoyed of the earlier Devil May Cry games, which is the right. thing that yeah, I complained about in the previous pods. Right, we got to move on. This is not a Devil May Cry 5 podcast. <laughs> it could be, though. I I'll... really like this game. I super <laughs> okay. recommend. Recommend, yes. All right, Matt, One Piece World Seeker. Did he you totally mean to check off Devil May Cry 5? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what. See, like I said, I, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> so you did not play One Piece? <laughs> world seeker hell no okay <laughs> we're gonna go wow. with not recommend sorry one piece <laughs> better luck next time our fans yeah <laughs> maybe your maybe your next season will work out <laughs> next tom clancy's the division two ben go the, the mega fever dream <laughs> all right this is a um Actually, uh, I guess I would describe it as it's a, a destiny. It's a shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah loot it's a shooter, shooter. Loot shooter, yeah. but uh, steeped in more realist, uh, quote unquote, realistic. More <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, the government's over been overthrown by terrorists, and it's up to government? regular Joes to save the day. It's exactly what's going in on in the head of every person who's ever said they'll take my guns over my dead body. Yeah, or the or the people who order MREs and aren't military yeah. people. <laughs> it's the Fox News Destiny skin. Yeah. yeah. How long did you play this game, Ben? Uh, I didn't get to max level. So... Well, how many hours do you think? Uh, I, I mean, made fun of you mercilessly about this game. You and did, you defending but... It, so let me know. I got... Okay. <laughs> Let me defend myself. I played the demo. I got it for free. You played the demo and thought you could jump. Like, what are you talking about, man? (laughs) I I got it for free when I built my PC, and I was like, okay, it's free. Whatever. Yeah. That was a good ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Look at me go. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's very bland. It's very mediocre. Um, I wasn't invested in the plot at all. (laughs) I thought it was going to be like a fun 
multiplayer game to play with, but the only people I was running into were those kind of were MRE MAGA heads. And I was like, I can't <laughs> I can't do this. I'm out. Um, recommend? No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that we should have done that quicker. <laughs> Alright. Uh Ben, why don't you talk about Sekiro Shadows Die Twice? Oh my god, yes. I, I recommend this a hundred times, even before I say anything about it. But uh, it is by the people... <laughs> no, too late. It, you recommended first. Yeah. Now you can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's over. From Software's uh, latest game, uh, but set in feudal Japan. It's, you know, it's same thing. You're not given a whole lot of plot. You got to sort of figure it out as you find items and read text. Uh, it's a great combat system. It is much faster paced than the typical Dark Souls game, which is more emphasis on defense and planning your moves. Where in Sekiro, it's more being the one who's offensive. Um, I recommend it. It's great. Get it. Cool. Next is Outward, uh, which Ben said he played, but Steam has no (laughs) uh, record of at all. Uh, So... Outward is so close to being a game I could lose my fucking life to. Uh, It, like, (laughs) graphically and everything, like, a lot of its components scratch an itch that, uh, like, Morrowind does and none of the other Elder Scrolls games have. Uh, But its hard stopping point uh, is that its combat is... Its combat is uh, what Dark Souls sounds like to people who don't play games. Like, it is just so immediately merciless that, like, one of the best ways to do every combat encounter is to just lay a million tripwires and have them run through all of them. And if you can't set that up before a fight, then just kill yourself. Jeez. Uh, Really? (laughs) Like... It is just, it's so easy to die, and it puts such a grinding halt on trying to do anything. A lot of the environments are really cool looking. Uh, I, I like some of the systems, but like, yeah, the combat is such a dead stopping point. This and is it, crazy. It, it, it just so feels you, very Do you recommend janky. it? I, I wouldn't. Like, I want to okay. so bad. I was looking <laughs> at like, this wow. game. I was in, looking at this game in a marketplace, and I was like, it looks kind of cool. Yeah. Like, in a. So I'm kind of glad you. It's so close to being it. something I would love the shit out of, but it's just stopped dead by the, the parallel combat. universe. Kevin is frail with long fingernails. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> playing for four hours at a time. <laughs> uh, all right, next Yoshi's Crafted World. Sud. This game is super adorable. It's a follow up to Yoshi's Woolly World. Woolly World, which is also is... super adorable is all super adorable. Like if you ever just want like a perfect simple platformer, so it's not like Odyssey or something where it's like more complex and like a lot of mechanical depth. This is not that game. <laughs> this is a lot closer to say uh Kirby's Epic Yarn, which I really like as well. Um, it's just game. really Yeah, it's just really sweet, really low key. Um you can replay the levels in a really cool way because it's all like crafted in diorama so the levels all flip. So you'll play it from right to left, and when you play the levels again, it goes from left to right, uh, and the whole thing flips on its head, and you're like trying to find the poochies, which I love the poochies, which are little like dogs made out of yarn. Um, it's just really delightful. I, I really do recommend it, um, but it's not 
deep. Like this is this is a game that you'll remember because it's adorable. That, um, sorry, go ahead. Um, I played the demo of this game, and I I wanted to play. I wanted to buy it because like I love like the all the Yoshi games, like a, Yoshi's Island, Yoshi sixty four. The Yoshi saga is fun and adorable, <laughs> and I like it. He's here um, for the Yoshi verse. Yeah. Um. So this Rise is. Of the Yoshi. I played the demo and it was fun, but I was like, I just don't really see much else. Like, like you said, you, there's not a lot of death, so I don't really know that is it is it really worth like a sixty dollar title because you know how I mean, Nintendo games are. Like, it's never going to go on sale. I think it's yeah. worth sixty dollars because I wanted something that's like relaxing. I don't have to think super hard for. The thing I don't really understand is why the Yoshi's games became simpler after Yoshi's Island. Like Yoshi's right. Island, I think is one of the most complex yeah, platforms out there. Oh yeah, it's one of and my favorite games. I replay it I, all the time. I love it. And I don't really get why this series hasn't followed that trend, but this is a really good game and it's really low key and relaxing. I recommend it. Um, it is just pricey, you know, for what it is. Yeah. And it'll never drop from that price. Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, you might, might get like a 10% off. Yeah. You'd have to well, use one of yeah, your yeah, birthday. Yeah, once you get your little birthday <laughs> thing from uh, Nintendo. Next is Islanders. Uh, it's, uh, it's a cute little puzzle game. Like, you start on a randomly generated island, and you're given a set of buildings, and the buildings have rules. Windmills can't be too close to farms, and town halls can't be too close to fountains, and blah, blah, blah. And you use those restrictions to place uh, the buildings on this restricted island and gain points. And then, like, once you've earned enough points, you upgrade to another bigger island and just keep going. Uh, it's not really, like, a city builder or anything. It's just a thing you do until you can't place any more buildings, get your highest score, and start over. Uh, it was cheap. It's relaxing. It's fine. <laughs> I I recommend it for what it is. It's a relaxing game. Boom. Uh, Katana Zero, Matt. Ooh, yeah. Um, Katana Zero is a game that feels like it was made with the love of, um, like, uh, Hotline Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I I like this game a lot. It's, um, kind of like an 8-bit style graphics, um, you're a samurai in a dystopian cyberpunk future and you have some sort of ability that you acquired from a mysterious past where you can manipulate time or you can see multiple instances of the future. I can't remember which, um, but like you go through and you quote unquote plan out your attack on a like level, which is like enemy compound or something. And, um, so like you go through and if you make a mistake, the guy, the narrator will say like, Oh wait, no, no, that won't work. Let's plan again. And it kind of like rewinds itself. Um, you can slow down time, deflect bullets. Basically like you have a very small move set. It's like attack or roll. And that's pretty much it. Attack, um, roll and grab. Pick up. Yeah. Pick up items and throw them. Everything, um, everything can die game. in one hit, but so can you. <laughs> so um awesome soundtrack mm -hmm. in fact the soundtrack is woven into the game experience where your character um pops a cassette and presses play at the beginning of each level and then the soundtrack will play as if he that's what he's listening yeah, to while he's 
like when the the soundtrack will end and it'll take the earbuds out of his out of his head. But um, <laughs> not besides having really cool gameplay, the story is uh, interesting and it plays out kind of like a comic book. And um, there's you have different um, speech options, so there's kind of like a bit of a choose your own adventure in a way. And uh, I highly recommend this game. You can find it for pretty cheap. Really fun. Uh, incredibly violent. You kill lots of people. Good Switch type. <laughs> um, unlike most video games. <laughs> um, this is actually potentially in my top three. I'm not sure yet. Preview. Cool. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, Ben. Ooh, the latest Mortal Kombat. I mean, if you've played a Mortal Kombat, you've played... You play you you understand this game. Uh, it follows, you know, a lot of the mechanics are all the same. They've tweaked some things from ten. Uh, you get you get uh, with the latest season pass. You know, Terminator has appeared in the game. I was hoping it was going to be Bruce Campbell, but you can't win them all. And uh, <laughs> they got Joker coming in, so I don't even know how that's going to be. But you know, it's a good fighting game if you want. Um, for for wet, you know, it's one of the best Western fighting games out there. Um, I recommend it. Cool, Plague Tale Innocence, Sud. Uh, Plague Tale Innocence is a really great uh, Eurojank game. Um, it's cheap. It's like a double A type game. Uh, it's a really good horror game. Uh, the only problem with it, and it's a. I don't want to really spoil it, but like the plot is really great at the beginning and it kind of becomes, goes in a way that I dislike towards the end. But I do really enjoy the fact that you're controlling two children and they're very clearly children and there's a lot of fear surrounding them. And I love the setting, which is like a French countryside during the, you know, the black plague or an inquisition and um, sort of this idea of like persecution and, and, fear that i think just really plays well unfortunately in 2019 or 2020 <laughs> uh in this modern world um and i i thought that really resonated with me it's really beautiful some bugs it's very violent very scary i just don't really like the plot goes in a way i just don't like and so i do recommend it a whole lot though especially for the the price cool uh total war third kingdoms said you're the only total one war played this Oh, this is great. I mean, I love Total War games. This is like a yeah, really so great reinvention of it. A lot of the Total War games. Yeah, I, I, I try to play every single one. Um, this is sort of analogous to Warcraft 3, where in Warcraft nice. 3 they introduced uh, the heroes, right? Like, so you start getting heroes and they have huge impacts. And Total War 3 Kingdoms just completely falls in that way in a really great way. So, you know, characters like Lubu become really powerful individual units <laughs> <laughs> become powerful individual units in the Lubu. game <laughs> yeah. pretty uh, much Lubu is a goddamn yeah human form uh, I, yeah and, and it just really transforms the dynamics so you have like these huge armies and though if you do have one of those heroes that hero can just take over the game um, the problem with the Total War games and this has always been the case is that the maps are so big and it's just so detailed that one, it's not always super optimized for your computer and two, the just game takes a long time. So this is actually one right. that I'm sad to say I did not beat, um, but I do really like it. Recommend? I recommend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Recommend. If you like, especially if you like Romance of Three Kingdoms, there's no, this is the best 
game in that like world you know so yeah it's awesome really really good next uh next is outer wilds which i chose to talk about uh because not to tip my hand but i talked about previously no (laughs) tip my hand uh in that this game uh had a greater like emotional impact on me than any other piece of media I think I have ever I consumed like, in my your life. Marriage? <laughs> <laughs> my marriage, marriage is not a piece of media. Of media. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to hear that, Kevin. Yeah. That's a good thing to experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Outer Wilds is an incredible game that the less you go in knowing, the better. Um, but it was just an incredible experience for me. It was so incredibly perfectly paced. I never got like stuck to the point of getting fed up or like frustrated uh, before figuring out something. And there's so many things to do that like, if you're stuck on one thing, do something else for a while. You'll probably come back and like figure it out. Um, 120% recommend everybody should play this game. Like literally everybody should play this game. It's on um, my list, but I need to be in a like specific time to play it. <laughs> okay. Are you a uh, time traveler? <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and start a mini Ben block here. Oh, yeah, jeez. <laughs> uh, Cadence of Hy- Hyrule, go. Okay, hey, did you ever play... Yeah, I've been waiting for this all pod. <laughs> did you ever play uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer? No? Well, <laughs> well it's a lot like that. <laughs> Where it is a... It's way better, I think. Yeah, but it follows that style, where it is a game based around rhythm and music, but with Zelda characters. And so you're in the world of Hyrule, and some things have happened where rhythm is the determining factor in this world. So moving, you want to move with the beat of the song you're listening to. If you mess up, you don't get to move, so progression is all about following the beat. The enemies move in the beat as well, so it's about timing how they move and everything. It's a fun pick-up-and-play active game with a bunch of uh, remixed music from Zelda. So, I mean, if you love Zelda music, if you love the franchise, I recommend it. It's great. Cool. Bloodstained. Ritual of the Night. Go. Okay, this is a Kickstarter game by the guy who made Castlevania 2, I believe. And he is uh, made, with this Kickstarter, he made another uh, Castlevania game, but it's not Castlevania, it's Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. You know, if you played um, Symphony of the Night... His big one is Symphony of the Night. Yeah, yeah, if you played Symphony of the Night, it's very identical to that. It's like the Castlevania game. Yeah, and, you know, it's basically like a remake of that. Uh, it's, It's a lot of fun. Um... If you're super into those kind of games, I highly recommend it. Otherwise, if I would just play Symphony of the Night. <laughs> I tried multiple times <laughs> to play this fucking game. Uh, I got it free through the Origin Access. Uh, on three different computers, it refused to get this to the main crazy. menu. Crazy. Yeah, it just sat on like a loading screen doing nothing. You have I the force worst luck. It. And then it with download- and then like finally a week ago it downloaded like a three and a half gig update <laughs> wow. that let me get to the main menu. So I'm assuming they just only released it with that loading screen and then eventually like- released the rest of the game. 
Uh, so I finally opened it and it refused to acknowledge any of my controllers. And so I was uh, like, fuck this. I'm not playing it with mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so fuck that game. Out the window. <laughs> Don't it recommend. Went. Yeah. <laughs> Samurai Showdown. Go. All right. <laughs> Samurai Showdown. Uh, another fighting game. Um, this one emphasizes the neutral game. So you don't need to. And the tip. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to memorize uh, a 30 hit combo string. You, uh, your your simple it has light medium and heavy for the attacks and your heavy attack will do like 50% of the opponent's health so it's really about properly spacing properly blocking and you have all these really intense moments where one move can kill you and vice versa so it's it's really fun in that aspect and i recommend it especially cool. if you want to learn fighting games and Matt, why don't you give us the rundown of Super Mario Maker 2? Alright, um, Super Mario Maker 2 is a long-anticipated follow-up to Super Mario Maker, mostly because most of the people who bought a Switch didn't buy a Wii U. Um, <laughs> Especially and- in that order. <laughs> <laughs> so the, abil- the chance to play Mario Maker is a good thing. Um, I love this game. It is... Um, one of my, I will, spoiler alert, one of my top three. Um, I played a lot of this game. Um, I played like hundreds of levels, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm sure you could look up my score and, de- de- you know, say, hey, Judge you me. actually played this many levels. Um, making levels is kind of daunting, but pretty fun because you can make a really simple level and just say, fuck it. Um, <laughs> and people will still play it. Um, I love Mario games. I love the classic ones and being able to play like a eight bit Mario game with some new features and ridiculous level design that they would never be able to do in the eighties. <laughs> um, is is a treat. I really like it. If you have a Switch, I feel like it's a must have. So definitely recommend. I agree. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringers, Ben. Woo! Hey, the latest expansion in the Final Fantasy MMO series. Um, they're just killing it, you know. A uh, lot, a lot of no, MM- a lot of MMOs <laughs> struggle with as the game goes on, and they keep adding more. But um, with as Final- we'll see later down the line. <laughs> as fun- <laughs> <laughs> but with Final Fantasy Shadowbringers, they're still just doing a great job. Um, this one introduces uh, uh, dungeons made by the creator of Near Automa, and they're just doing all sorts of like interesting like collaborations with other game developers. Be like, hey, do you want to make a dungeon? Yeah, sure, we'll throw your stuff in there. Um, I, it's hard to recommend a third expansion in a series. I would, <laughs> uh, but I would pick up Final Fantasy fourteen. And uh, if you're looking for a good MMO, that certainly is one. Can I just say this is one of the best Final Fantasy stories ever? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, really, it's, ama- it's so amazing good, cutscenes. I like would say really the voice acting story. is top notch. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. It's this like is a little deviating. 30, right? Yeah, this is a little deviating. But I would say my favorite Final Fantasy is, uh, well, I guess what it was Final Fantasy two originally or Final Fantasy four. I don't know. With Cecil, but the one with, with Cecil, Cecil that I feel like is That's like four. My favorite, one. and then like number two. I'm not going to do three, but number two is nine. 
Nice. Why are you telling us this? <laughs> you're, getting a, you're, you're, you're getting a preview of Matt's Final Fantasy list. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to. Yeah, piece it throughout the series, right. you know? Uh, Sud, talk to us about Teppin. Yeah. Uh, tep, 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 Teppin. Uh, Teppin is Capcom's uh, card game using their Capcom characters. Uh, it's really good. Like, surprisingly wow. good. Super fun. Um, yeah, like, the way that they have, like, sort of leveraged cards and, like, an active time battle system is really clever. Um, they make really quick rounds, which are just really well optimized for a mobile device. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of strategy for it. Uh, they do a lot of... They make it simple because they actually create interesting constraints to your deck build. So you can't have, like, a bunch of different colors. Um, and, and that actually really does help in terms of, like, consistency of decks and... Things of that nature. I really like the game. Um, it's not my favorite like card game, but for something on the phone, it's pretty great. Yeah. Well, I'm getting a new phone later this week. Do you recommend it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, get it. Ak- oh, well, I'll download Akuma it. just came out. Oh, Akuma is yeah. my favorite. <laughs> the one thing I don't really like is that like the color scheme does make no yeah, sense. They and don't yeah. me all the I don't time. know. I kind of like making fun of it enough that I, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> It's just baffling that a franchise, like a company that has so many characters who are so very specifically blue, who's, would not who's, make. Whose original name is called the Blue Bomber. Yeah, That's not his original name, but... It's up there. It's a subtitle. <laughs> All right, said Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh None of us played uh, One quick question on Fire Emblem. Ben, did you not play this no. game? Am I the only one who did? Yeah, you are the okay, only one. Uh, this is the best Fire Emblem game ever made. God, uh, it's pretty great. The way that they've mixed Persona elements into the game is pretty fantastic. That being said, this is their first stab at mixing Persona elements <laughs> into a tactics RP- RPG. So there's a lot of like missteps. There's some stuff that is just like sort of very tedious and sort of time wasty. But the overall plot's really great, and the combat's fantastic. Um, they've done a lot of stuff to simplify some of the more annoying aspects of the tactics RPG setup, but all the three houses are great. The characters are all great. Um, having interactions with them outside of the uh, main like storylines, like at the school, is really great. The time skip is pretty remarkable. I played this game twice. I highly recommend it, and this would be in my top three if it were not for three other mm. better games, but I do recommend it a whole lot. Nice. Cool. Uh, ben, you've now had several months months to work on uh, summarizing Remnant from the Ashes. <laughs> Let's see if you uh, do any better than when we originally asked no, you. No, I think I'm going to stick with my original description of, like, Dark Souls <laughs> with guns. <laughs> see, that that's way better than the description you gave us <laughs> on first blush. Yeah, that was... like Equilibrium? <laughs> no. No, it, it's like yeah. fucking Bloodborne if you only played with guns. Yeah, I did. there you go. Strike that from the record. Yeah, um, <laughs> no. you know it's not it's not a triple A title. It's only it's uh it's I think it's a it's it's forty bucks. You know it's not it's not gonna hurt you in the bank. But uh, <laughs> if you're itching for more Dark Souls esque stuff and you don't and you've played Sekiro and the Dark Souls, I would get this. Uh, it's kind of a half recommendation. I enjoyed what I played. But um, you know, it's it's missing the the real 
uh, juices of uh, Dark Souls and Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, yeah, there you go. The cro- spicy a, a croc monsieur. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, half recommend, uh, but that's only if you've played Sekiro. <laughs> that's a bizarre recommendation. <laughs> I'm taking it, I'm, I'm, I'm doing whatever. <laughs> all right. First of only two games uh, that we all played, uh, apparently, or at least the only Ooh. one that we all checked off. <laughs> only two we all checked off. Uh, Control, Sud. Uh, because, Control is why I play video games. Yeah. <laughs> You're the much. one who's like, sold the rest of us on it. So. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I love this game so much. It is... It, it has everything that, like, it, it brought me back to the time when I was in high school or maybe yep. in middle school where I start, first started getting into games. Preach it. And it's that synth- the synthesis of, like, plot and world and creepiness and not mm-hmm. knowing, like, what's around the corner mm-hmm. and, like, being so propulsively pushing forward. And it creates a narrative that can only be told in games, right? So, like, the overall like arc of what's going on in the game is like you could read a wiki and like read yeah. it and you'd be like yeah. oh okay but it's the act of being in the federal yeah you can Bureau read S- scp and it can be creepy it, and um, stuff but to actually play it is an experience all its own yeah i mean like it really went back to when like you know games felt like heavy graphic novels New, as fresh. well yeah. yeah that's a good way to you know it. like um, you yeah. you know like because, like, graphic novel outfolds its story much differently than, let's say, like, a comic series. You know, like, there are games that feel like you're in a, you're playing, like, a comic book-like story. But, like, this definitely feels more like a graphic novel, like, super dense, super rich Yeah, there's a lore. lot, like, yeah, there's a lot to take in. It reminds me of Bioshock, how I played the yeah. first Bioshock, yeah, okay, and we all yeah. played when it you together. You don't know what's and, happening, and you're just like, no. what? You have so many questions. And for the listener, like we were all uh, playing Bioshock together in one night, um, and that was one of the most magical gaming moments I've ever had. <laughs> like to unfold like the world of Rapture, and I just really love games like this where you have like a singular location, a singular vision of design, a singular vision of your story. Um, all- the name Control has a lot of meaning to it. I think it's fantastic. It's such well, a it's good funny because I also think of another game that we all. Not all of us, but I think me, you, and Ben were uh, when we played Alan Wake. Oh, oh wow. yeah, start yeah. to finish. Yeah, I've never played Alan Wake, which is You're very directly connected to Control. <laughs> I, I mean, it's the I same developer. Really have but... a whole lot of exposure to any Xbox games, really. You played so much goddamn Fallout Three on my Xbox, Matt. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> it was, but that's a multi-plat. Like Alan Wake is a Xbox, Xbox exclusive. Yeah, fair enough. Not anymore. <laughs> Find it. Okay. Get it, play it, Matt. But, so but, I didn't whoa, say hey, this, hey. but like, I think we all say Control is a high recommend. Like you yeah, should yeah, absolutely yeah, recommend. Yeah. Everybody recommends. Even if you haven't um, played like Alan Wake or anything. If you're listening to this, like, if you're listening to this relatively close to its release date, <laughs> uh, it's still on sale on a lot of platforms for things. Maybe only for like another you week. You probably get it downloaded in yeah, your I, brain. I think on Epic point. Store you can get it for under half off. For like less than half the full <laughs> price. <laughs> that was a weird way to word that. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I say one more thing about Control? It is fucking remarkable this game came out at all. Like, to think about Quantum Break and, like, how poorly <laughs> received that game was. And, like, 
I feel like none of us really knew about Sud, Control I wouldn't have played this game if you out. didn't say anything about it. Like, Oh, I had I, no idea about it yeah, at all. I, I feel like everyone should preach about this game because it is remarkable Tell that it exists. Top, it's remarkable that it's so goddamn good mm-hmm. and it's everything I love about modern games. Right, great, great. We gotta game. move on. I feel like we're gonna be talking about control later. Uh, World of Warcraft Classic, despite Matt's insistence, uh, he's technically the only one that played this. <laughs> Why is this even on the list? <laughs> See, I knew, I knew Sudwell was gonna say that. Um, okay, so, so Ben mentioned earlier about like MMOs um, having good, relevant new content and. Um, we all played the most recent um, expansion of WoW, and while it, we had fun with it, it was still lacking, and it didn't really. Didn't, we no one really stuck around. It's hard to like, hold on to that magic in a bottle. Um, but so Blizzard decides to kind of like set a reset button, or more importantly, monetize like <laughs> the um, private server realm. Uh, <laughs> and they uh, re-released uh, World of Warcraft in its original state, in a way, um, from a certain point of view. Um, <laughs> Are you just forcing Star Wars? To references? 2005. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was on board. I wanted to kind of recapture some nostalgia and whatnot, since that's kind of like our uh, what we do now. Um <laughs> Uh, it was really fun playing the game on launch and seeing just like like an endless sea of level ones mm-hmm. through fives and that was like it like the highest level person on the server I was playing might have been like 10 you know <laughs> and um, it was just like so fun you know like playing an MMO on launch day is always an experience you know the <laughs> the lag the kicking the the queues were insane I had to wait hours to play this game um, I would get ready to go to work and like I would call my girlfriend like halfway through my shift to be like, can you start up WoW for me so I can play <laughs> so I can play by the time I get home. And I dumped a lot of hours in this game. I tried to level a warrior, which is pretty undeniable the hardest leveling experience yeah, you in certainly classic made it tough WoW. For yourself. Which is a stark contrast to how I originally played Classic WoW as a mage, which is a very easier form of leveling up. I mean, <laughs> you have like quadruple as many hearthstones as everybody else. You can make your own food and drink and just <laughs> have an endless amount of questing without any downtime. The but like, anyways, <laughs> um, I highly... Uh, man, so from like 2005 <laughs> to 2007, this is, I mean, World of Warcraft was one of the greatest games ever made. So like, absolutely, to be able to see yeah. it in this the classic, time capsule, man. I feel like is a good thing and I recommend it. Yeah, if, you're, if who, you're a Zoomer, get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it comes with your WoW subscription, so... I recommend That's it. That's cool that it comes with your WoW subscription. <laughs> cool. That was such a resigned recommendation. <laughs> Whatever, I gave a half one. So. I recommend it. Yeah. Uh, ben, why don't you tell us about Astral Chain? Oh, me? Ooh. Ooh. Man, Ben's dominating this list. Yeah. He's I, not. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know why I'm getting it. But anyway, 
uh, Astral Chain Kevin. is, is by, <laughs> real quick on that one is by uh, Pure Platinum, and they it is not. Oh shit! I thought it was. Yeah. See, the strip club. It is. It is by Platinum Games. It is not made by Pure Platinum, <laughs> a no longer existing strip club in Columbus, Ohio. Pure Platinum Games. <laughs> um. I would describe this game as a action RPG. Uh, I don't know if no. I don't know if RPG would fit there. It's an it's uh, it's not an hack and slash. It's a character action game where the character is split in two, and it's also a detective sim. <laughs> and I fucking detest the detective sim. I that's my opinion on Astral Chain. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah, it definitely suffered a little bit from uh, mood whiplash. Yeah, because you're 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 fighting uh, like interdimensional beings with a stand, more or less, doing crazy combos, and then it's like we got to fill out that report, chief, <laughs> and it's just like I. Go ahead, son. I do love the combat in this mm-hmm. game. I think it's really great combat. Yeah. It just it comes to a screeching halt when I'm doing paperwork <laughs> yeah, and yeah. doing exactly. the beat. Like, so it's like I'm life of a an fucking cop, super man. cop. <laughs> no, but I'm a super cop protecting humanity. Why the fuck am I looking for like cups on the you floor? You don't think like, RoboCop had to do that? Now you know stuff. how all cops feel. And that's oh, why they shoot us. I wish I, I want to get back to what, the combat. It's like those. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like it's like the Harold and Kumar cops. <laughs> yeah. Um. I also wish I I wish I knew what the fuck happened in that game. I beat it and I still couldn't tell you. Who, <laughs> yeah, it gets what real the fucking bonkers. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know if you like if you like no more heroes and the and Bayonetta totally get this yeah, game yeah yeah like if you like JRPGs I don't no, uh, what? not JRPGs no 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 <laughs> if you like no if you more like heroes, Bayonetta yeah. fucking get it yeah totally I like Bayonetta and I don't know if I could recommend this game I just think it's so goddamn long <laughs> this is like fucking forty plus hours it feels like it does not end. <laughs> I beat it, and I'm just like, this was not worth it. <laughs> Give me my time back, Dan. I, I had like really middling, yeah, opinions of it. I I don't know if I'd recommend it or not. I'm excited for this next one. I want to hear. Yeah, so uh, tell us about Greedfall. Um, so Greedfall is actually really comparable to World of Warcraft Classic in a way, huh. insofar that like this is what Bioware used to make and <laughs> I think oh so it's I think if like what do you mean so it's like so it's what like, no <laughs> shut up Ben <laughs> it's like Dragon Age no it's more like See? Mass Effect more than anything um, like the original Mass Effect there's a lot of jank in this game which I actually find really charming <laughs> um, the the thing is, is that it just it does feel like a game from like I don't know when the first Mass Effect came out. To be honest, like two thousand seven. That sound right? Two thousand eight. Nineteen ninety four. No, um, but it definitely feels like that classic style of Bioware. Um, it's a good game. It's just hard to go back to that kind of style of mm-hmm. game, especially when you have a lot of like modern advancements. Um, so it definitely just feels like you're playing a, a game with nicer graphics that was just you know. Uh, 
like you somehow missed, you know, <laughs> ten years ago. Um, it's it is the politics of it are really problematic, especially coming from a French studio. Um, it's about colonialism and like you're colonizing this world, and like no matter what you do, you're going to colonize it some more and take more resources, <laughs> even when you. <laughs> Are we and the it's bad like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and like your character will like ask like these tough questions like are we the bad guys but then still do like bad things as he's like, like stabbing just... somebody <laughs> as you're like stabbing a native like it's very odd like you know and the and like even in the title like greed fall like you're there yeah, to like steal money and point, and resources right? I mean, it yeah. absolutely is but I don't think they're the people to tell that you know <laughs> they're the best um, at it could be worse and, i like, thought it, you were just gonna be killing a bunch of people in yellow vests <laughs> uh and like so you know at a, in a later podcast i was i was in peru for the past couple of weeks and just like seeing what the spanish people did to the incas and like what happened to that civilization it was oh, just yeah. really hard to play this game you know um and to think about like what's going on i really i do like it i do want to play more of it but it's just a very weird european game so recommend it but it is <laughs> you're 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 in for a trip like there's a lot of bugs it's just a strange game i like it though so <laughs> i did not know what the name of the developer was i just read the opening uh, Wikipedia sentence of Greedfall is an action role-playing game developed by spiders. Spiders! <laughs> 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 uh, Alright. More games then, developed uh, by animals. <laughs> Let us know what you think of Borderlands 3. Oh, uh, it's so mad. Or give us a synopsis. It's so mad. I really wanted to go in and be like, because I played, I I really enjoyed Borderlands, and I played a lot of that, and Borderlands 2 was fucking amazing. I always thought all, like, Borderlands was meh. Well, I wish I had that feeling, because, uh, it... it, Well, you (laughs) said you do now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, but it took three (laughs) games to happen. (laughs) But, uh... So I caught on early. Yeah, exactly. It's more than that. Yeah, but I only I only it's had technically like five. Yeah, games. but I had only played one, two, and three. I never played the pre sequel. I never played the 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 Telltale games. But uh, Clamps Revenge. Well, maybe that's why you yeah, hated it. Maybe um, I don't recommend it. It's more of the same. If you liked that, go for it. But you know the the and. But you did like it, and you did. Went the for it. the antagonists are nowhere near as good or charismatic as um, Handsome Jack. Handsome yeah, Jack, yeah, which yeah. I think the and that and it really suffers from that because they're you know yeah, those are just big shoes to fill. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I don't recommend it. Just play two. All right. Instead, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Mm. This game is a delight, and it's exactly <laughs> like if you just took Ben's description of Resident Evil Two, the remake, and applied it to here, it's pretty much the same. I mean, like you're taking this game and like sort of recreating it in a modern way and with like modern game design decisions. It's just really wonderful. See, like, I just, played uh, the original magic. when I was um, in the Minnesota airport for a couple mm-hmm. hours. Uh-huh. So I thought about talking about this game, but then I was like, I don't know if that counts. <laughs> no, you definitely shouldn't have <laughs> because it's not the version we're talking about. <laughs> you brought shame but by bringing I, it up. <laughs> in general, uh, love Zelda Link's Awakening. 
I mean, it's one of it, it is considered a classic uh, for a very I good really reason. Like and this remake, you don't I like said it. I really like the, the. I like like the art style. It's so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's gorgeous to look at. Like, it's just got that Nintendo magic Nintendo and Link's Awakening magic. is a. Uh, Link's Awakening is a true classic of the genre, and I wonder if there's any need to have the original anymore with this version. Is it I think worth it's just, better in every just way. erase it? <laughs> That's my my problem is I don't know. I like I wish it was like maybe forty dollars. That's not how Nintendo works. Dude. I mean, this is not how Nintendo. It's I like know. a boutique. You put Zelda, Mario, or Donkey <laughs> in any of the words. I want to get this game, but I know it's like it's not that long. Like you can beat this game in a pretty. I beat it in six hours. Yeah. It's and great. There, there is extra Matt, content. You, there is extra content. You played it. Okay, you're going to fire through. You're going to burn through the game because you know everything oh, yeah. already. Right. You're like, I know which great. No, yeah, I know I, which yeah. tombstone to push over to find the hidden dungeon. I didn't play <laughs> the original for very long in the airport, and I crushed maybe half of it. <laughs> I recommend it. Just cool. rushing. Cool. I'll, I'll pick it up uh, sometime. Nice. Okay. Um, I am shocked to learn that I was the only one of us uh, to play Untitled Goose Game. Huh? Uh, Once you played it, no one else could play it. Yeah, well, this was back when we were <laughs> uh, following our rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I will say I almost bought this game, and then I bought another game that's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets a pass. Uh, <laughs> so... It, Untitled Goose Game is fucking the simplest game. You play a goose and you run around and be a dick to people. Uh, you have a list of dickish goose things to do objectives. to check off. <laughs> and you're just fucking with people all over town. And then at the end of the game, you have to fuck with them as quickly as possible. Uh, it's not terribly long. I think I 100%ed it in like four hours. Uh, but it's, it's cute. It's fun. Like it's fun to just screw around with people and have them chase you as you desperately drag a rake away from them. Uh, <laughs> it spawned a million and one memes. Right. And it's like it's... 20 bucks. I, I super recommend it. It's a fun, cute little game. Um, I would it's love to sure see some like list. DLC with some like extra fucking around to do. I'd like to see hey, so the goose can- like bridge games and be like part of other games. <laughs> like Smash yeah, Brothers. Yeah, Smash Fighter. Um, no, like uh, in Kevin- Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Um, I have a question about this game, Kevin, generally. Is uh-huh. it actually good to play or is it just funny? No, I mean, it like. What do you like? It feels good. The controls are solid. No, I mean, like, do you think like this would be a good game even if it didn't have all the humor? If it was forty behind? hours. Or is long. It just like pardon. <laughs> <laughs> if it was like Death Stranding. <laughs> I mean, like, I I think uh, it's something that would eventually hit a wall of like wear um, on you. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the. It just becomes, I guess, how many different things you can have them do. Because it's not, like, it's not all just drag stuff from A to B. It'll be like, Uh you have to time stuff or not get caught. So, like, sometimes it's stealth elements, sometimes it's timing elements, sometimes it's, like, doing stuff in a specific order and figuring out what that order is. So, like, in a sense, it's a puzzle game. 
because um, it'll be like get somebody to tie a bow on you and you're like okay how the fuck do I do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to like explore the environment and see how the humans react to different shit you do and then like piece that together um, so I, I think without the humor element it would work but the humor element definitely helps got it Ben, it feels very much like us. a Sunday morning cartoon that you play. Yeah, I can see that. Which I love ben, Sunday tell morning us. cartoons. <laughs> ben, tell us about anime Dark Souls. That's what it is. It's anime. <laughs> no, this is not what it is. Pass. This is pretty sure this is Fat Tits the game. Oh, yeah, right. But it's ana- <laughs> that's where the anime part of Dark. Well, come on, Guinevere. <laughs> anime Dark Souls. <laughs> she was just a giant. Yeah, that's why she had fat yeah, tits. Was, I mean, Proportionally, like that's they were big. big for her being oversized. Audience, you check mm. it out. Go look at Guinevere <laughs> and tell us if her tits are fat. Those titties are not as big as the character creator in Code Bay. See, which the slider is doesn't go as far is, as right? you think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Didn't you play this on PC? Yeah. Well, fucking get well, the yeah, mod. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure <laughs> that's the yeah, mod. Uh, played it on release. <laughs> You need like at least few Get days for them to find the find the right uh, find where the slider is. But anyway, anime Dark Souls. Uh, it seems there's a theme with the games that I play. <laughs> uh, giant fucking weeb. Yeah. weeb. <laughs> giant Dark fat Souls titties. Weeb. Waifu town. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's all right. Um, honestly, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, if you're super into anime and fat tits, sure. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, I would say pass. <laughs> All right. How about Destiny 2 Shadowkeep instead? Uh, let's see. Um, Isn't it free? Destiny is free. Destiny, Destiny 2 is, is free. Oh. Shadowkeep is the cost DLC that came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, it opens up uh, the the moon as one of the areas. Um, it 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 does a really good job of streamlining what was so painful about Destiny 2. Like light levels are so much more. It's so much easier to gear yourself up now than it used to be. With their new, like, um, with their dailies and stuff like that. Um, if you're still playing Destiny at this point and you haven't picked up Shadowkeep and you really like it, I suggest getting it. Otherwise, you don't need to. <laughs> uh, can I disagree with Ben and say that this has completely fixed Destiny 2 and Destiny 2 is one of the best games you can play right now, especially games as a service? No, you and can't. I'm going to strike that really, really like it. I think I, I think Ben's wrong on this. I think it's <laughs> one of the best shooters ever made, uh, and this fixes a lot of the problems. Fair enough. Cool. Good to know. Maybe I'll fucking get around to it. I fell off Destiny 2 real goddamn hard. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us about the other contender for best shooter of the year, <laughs> Indivisible? Uh, Indivisible is not a shooter, but it is also the type of game that is all presentation and no substance. Um, I really did not like this game. Uh, it makes a ton of storytelling decisions, which make me not care about the characters at all, um, even if I like them individually. And the problem is that this is the exact kind of game where 
people have like a cool idea for a combat system, but that they don't create Balance enemies or like, yeah. And so like the thing is that they didn't understand like player psychology. Um, and so like once you realize that you can do certain types of moves and they just carry you through the game, it just weighs the rest of the game so down. The combat and so breaks. Yeah, like they want you to mix it up and it's just like, no, just pressing like but there's square, no square, reason, triangle, right? yeah. circle is the best thing. <laughs> It, it is such, like, and, and all the combinations of the characters sort of do that. And so, like, it is meant to be, like, a successor to Valkyrie profile, but it's just not for that reason. So the combat um, kind of breaks I really game, don't like this game. Like, once you figure it out. I, thi- I think this is true of any type of game. Like, any type of game where you have, like, depth, but then you can circumnavigate the depth because, like, you find something that just works and you just do it over and over again. Yeah sort of kills the game you know like i think it i think it's a great example of that and i didn't care for the platforming i didn't really care for the plot like i mentioned and i just really fell off this so game you feel like hard they could have like if hours. there was more like play testing do you think they would have spotted this and no, fixed it no. no i i i mean maybe i just don't care like that's <laughs> okay, like, fair. like the like, I mean, like, they could have fixed it and made the combat more fun, but I'm at a point in my life where I could play other games that have a better synthesis of what I'm looking for in terms of, yeah. like, plot, movement, and combat. And, like, even if they fix the combat, Time it doesn't solve the other two things. Yeah, especially yes. in your, you know, our age. Don't date us, Matt. <laughs> we are timeless beings. Speaking of which, <laughs> let's move on. Individual recommend? No. All right. Woo. What about Disco Elysium? Whoa. I do recommend this game, and this is such a fucking good game, and I wish I liked it more. Um, It sounds like an Earth, Wind, and Fire song. (laughs) Disco Elysium? Okay. Um, This is, like, hard, and I kind of hope Kevin picks this in his top three. I don't know if he will. But uh, it is a wonderfully written game. Um, it is the kind of game that people have asked for Planescape Torment to be. So Planescape Torment, if you don't know, is considered one of the greatest RPGs ever made because of its depth and its writing and its storylines. What did you say? Planescape Torment. Torment. Have you ever heard? It? I'm sure you have heard of this game. Planescape. It's from like the early 90s. Isometric. Yeah, it's a CRPG. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and, oh, and yeah, a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, pull, I know this game. It was yeah, on the cover so, of many game pros back in the day. <laughs> yeah, because it's super famous and it's, it is really great. And the one thing that everyone always used to say about Planescape was like, what if Planescape didn't have combat? Because that's the weakest part of Planescape. And Disco Elysium's kind of like that. So it takes uh, sort of Planescape, but it makes it like a really Douglas Adams-y type humor to it. It's really funny. It's got a lot of dark humor to it. The system behind it is sort of like playing a D and D campaign, um, yeah. where nice you know, you I, oh, I thought people. about buying this game over the because it's on sale on a lot of platforms right now, and I, I um, it's because it was my birthday, and I was you know buying myself some games, you know. It's it's really good, like it's really good, and it's got a ninety one on Metacritic, and like it deserves all the accolades it wants. The problem is that actually the really nice thing about Planescape is that the combat actually provided a um, it provided something different. 
You know, like if you just have dialogue the entire time, it's hard to. It becomes a visual novel, and I just don't like that kind of game. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, people it's call it one hundred percent a point and click game. Mm-hmm. Use yeah. me, it reminds me of like, door. like yeah. uh, the old yeah. Lucas Arts games. Yeah. King's Quest. And I just stuff. don't like that kind of game. Oh. Yeah, Fucking I just Sam don't. Did like you ever grow up with them, son? Yeah, I did. I I did. I just <laughs> did don't you ever play it. Like, <laughs> sorry, asking the deep questions. I don't know. I I uh, like those I mean, kind of games, um, partly because I grew up with them. So there's like a nostalgia factor when I play those kind of isometric, you know, puzzle. You know, well then, fucking min- get it. Uh, yeah, I definitely need to. I mean, I I still contend this is closer to something like Planescape than it is like uh, Maniac, Man- Maniac Quest Mansion type game or Monkey Island. Oh yeah, it's just Taylor not Tentacle. like that, really. It's not yeah, it's, like that, really. The wackiness comes from the stuff you can say and the way people react mm-hmm. to it, not like the zany objects <laughs> you find. <Whoa. laughs> yeah. It, um, it's it is really well written, and I would love to say this is in my top three, but it's just not because like is it a, a lot I of just reading don't or play is it that voice kind of acting? It, there's voice there's acted. a fair amount of voice acting. Okay, Some cool. of it is not. Yeah. It kind of goes back cool. and forth. I'm definitely going to check this out. It's incredibly elastic. Like there's a lot of different ways to approach different situations, and they did a ton of work like writing a bunch of different scenarios and all that stuff's great. Like what they've done is amazing, and I just needed something to break up the actual act of playing the game. And I think it's pretty fascinating to think about, like even games that have like bad parts to it, those bad parts provide a different way of interacting mm. with the game. And if that's just not there, I'm just a bit of a, it's a bit of a grind for me. Like I just need more variety, more spice of life. Yeah. Right. So recommend you'd say, Oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. Like even if it's, it's, not, it's a tour de force. Yeah. It's not my I'm cup totally of tea, but it's a tour de force one. of writing. Uh, <laughs> So, Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborville. Like, why did you play this? Uh, <laughs> well, so it's essentially Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't have the Garden Warfare part of the title. Um, and, like, I fucking love the first one. Like, that, it really surprised me. I got it for free one day. Like, not even through PlayStation Plus Someone or anything. Someone threw a brick like, through my yeah. window and the <laughs> <Yeah>. game was attacked. <laughs> Uh, it was a surprisingly really fun game to the point it's where I zombies bought... is cute and fun. I love it. Yeah, but like Garden Warfare is their third person shooter multiplayer mm. game. It was weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's, it's essentially a team based class based shooter. What used to be a tower. Where, like, the different D. plants. Uh, but so they, I liked it enough that I bought two on release and like played it a fair amount. Um, and then this I got for f- free through Origin. Um, and like I'm torn because, like, the issue is, uh, what's in two and Battle for Neighborville could just be in one. Uh, like, they the maps are like bigger and more complicated, and they have like more, you know, just like atmospheric sh- stuff going on, and they add. Um, some new classes and stuff. So it doesn't really feel like like, a sequel? Yeah, it doesn't feel like a full sequel, and it also causes an issue where, like, because of that, like, not everyone moves on, 
And so it just kind of fractures the player base each time. Oh, oh uh, really? So, so you have players from one, two, and three? Yeah, Whoa. and so I'm hoping the fact that this is Battle for Neighborville and not Garden Warfare 3 mm. is them being like, we're gonna, you know, we'll add new characters to this and new maps, but like, this will be the game for a long so time. So they're just gonna keep working on this all the time, like, I mean, constantly. I am basing that on nothing except for the fact <laughs> that it's called Battle for Neighborville and not Garden Warfare 3. Uh, but I hope that's the case mm. because this is the best of the three. It's still a lot of fun, uh, but I ran into a ton of issues just finding populated matches. Uh, I ran into a lot of times where I was just sitting in a lobby for like two minutes by myself waiting for it to find anyone else. Um, no so, two minutes? <laughs> that's well, not next year. That was just before I gave up and backed out. Um, cause like I have other games where I get fucking matched instantly. Uh, so I would love to see the population for this go up. I recommend it. I think these games are a lot more fun than they have any right to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I would love to see, uh, the population go up. They might be higher on console. I mean, I played this on PC, which I don't think was ever the main Xbox, right? Doesn't it, like, it come standard on, think on new xboxes I've, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't have an xbox uh but yeah i recommend it uh said so, call of duty modern warfare call of duty is a very competent game uh with a really <laughs> good campaign and if you genuinely like this game you're a maniac um because the politics are just so risible and this is a great example of where um I think like every, I don't know. I, I, I used to not think this, but as I've grown older, uh, I've changed my mind where I think like every act that you do in life is inherently a political act because we are political creatures. We live in a society. And like, uh, if you bottom text, if you, huh? So nothing, nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> go on. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just think like, if you genuinely like this game, I think like there's some serious like mental problems you need to see. Yeah, <laughs> damn. Where you said earlier you had trouble playing that other game because of like colonialism and stuff. I, <laughs> I mean like because this is a remake, remaster, reboot of. It's a reboot. Right. Uh, I've played the originals and I kind of felt uncomfortable playing them then. Yeah, I feel like the, it's still uncomfortable the playing them now. Airport scene was uncomfortable to play. Yeah. Not that. Like I, I kind of get that i don't know but like there's a lot of other things that are equally as uncomfortable i mean this one's the worst because it's just oh, taking yeah. like it's, real yeah, things it's, it's and then like and spinning weird, up and not yeah. only not only is it worse in that aspect is like the graphics are so much more yeah, uh, realistic like there is no reason why there needs to be a replica of the benghazi raid like I don't understand that. Or just the embassy, you know, attack. There's no reason for there to be a recreation of the raided on Osama bin Laden. Like, they just do it because they think, oh, it's fun and the cool shock yeah, value. Yeah. But it's not. It's just perpetuating this bullshit as to, like, how Americans interact with uh, foreign policy. Especially know, when it's, like, policy. so 
it's so current. It's one thing to play a, a military game that took place, you know, 60, 70 years ago versus what's like happening. I don't even mind that now. it's current. I just like I just like hate the fact that they do that, like they're doing this and then like the people they're they're playing into the myths that are perpetuated by like right-wing racists. Like that's my so biggest The creators problem. are yeah, el- no. elbowing you while you're playing it going, "Yeah, you like this. This is what you wanted, right?" Well, this is what you yeah, believe, yeah. right? Like this is part of your weird <laughs> fucking R libertarian conspiracy theory and it's just yeah. like this is not this is one step removed from fucking Comet Pizza or whatever and it's just gross. Right, we got to move on. Recommend. Moving on. Uh, if you can turn your brain off, yes. <laughs> okay. Not strong recommendation. Next is The Outer Worlds. Not Outward. It's <laughs> different. Not outer Wilds. From, out, from Outer Wilds. <laughs> the Outer Worlds is the game uh, by fucking Black Isle. Spiders. I don't even know. No. Oh my god. Come <laughs> yep, on. Try again. Hold on. Try again. Spiders. Hold on. You can Obsidian do it. Obsidian Entertainment. You can do it. There it was we black go. something. It was black something. Onyx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so people were psyched about this because uh, people consider Fallout New Vegas to be the best of the uh, like Bethesda Fallout games based on the writing and storytelling. Um, and so this is Fallout in space to an almost Yeehaw! copyright infringement <laughs> degree. Yeah, uh, yeah, you look at it and you go, hmm, how are you not getting sued? Um, but it suffers from being, like, really front-loaded. Uh, the first planet is uh, really interesting, really funny. It has some cool characters and some interesting stories. And then the second one, like, a little bit less so, and the third like a little bit less than that. And then I, I stopped playing after like the fourth planet and I've heard that like, it just gets progressively like more eh, and then just kind of ends with like, I didn't know you a, gave uh, up Kevin. I thought you beat this game. No. Uh, Cause like the other issue is Dang. that it's just so mind numbingly easy. Like, yeah, you were talking. You were talking about how relatively like, fast, but you're just loaded down with healing items. Well, you were also talking about like once you kill the enemies, they're dead forever, right? As far as I saw, yeah, yeah they are. Like, yeah, so you like, have I don't know you have the threat about. once, and then it's gone. Yeah, huh. uh, more than. So go ahead, Kevin. Sorry, I was just going to say. So, like for all the hype it received and. Like, it just ended up being really meh mm. for me overall. I agree completely with Kevin. The biggest problem I have with the game is that it's, like, maybe if all the worlds were stapled together, it's about as big as, like, Fallout 4. But because all the worlds are discrete worlds, it just feels really small and cramped. Mm. Um, yeah. And you just really lose a lot of the sense of exploration. Uh, I was really disappointed. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's I a prime example. This, <laughs> this is weird, but it's like a prime example of why open layouts are so huge in homes. <laughs> because a big home can feel really tiny if it's cornered off into a bunch of tiny rooms that are blocked off from each other. Sure. That's an interesting <laughs> metaphor. But, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but you yeah, have It's like tiny rooms. Oh, fuck it, I'm trying to see. I don't think I would at $60. Uh, if it goes on sale below 40 then Whoa, sure. This is a I feel like this might be a PSN. Style. I feel like this could be a yeah. PSN title one day. Totally. I can yeah, maybe. super see it. I mean, yeah. a PS, PS Plus. Plus. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> so wait for PlayStation Plus, guys. <laughs> yeah, so I'll hold out for that. <laughs> All right, Sud, I need you to keep this one short. <laughs> Death Stranding. Oh, no, this is not going to be short. <laughs> Matt's going to chime in, too. Because uh, I'm in on this, too. <laughs> I fucking love we this game. We still have ten so more games. Much. I, I fucking love this game so much. <laughs> Kevin, let's just fuck right, off. They both recommend it. <laughs> no, 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 can I say one thing about it? Can I say one you thing say about it, You can say one thing like, because we are definitely going to talk about Can we say one thing again, each? Clearly. Matt wants to say yes. something, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so, so, so if Control is everything I love about video games, Death Stranding <laughs> is everything I love about being a nerd. Um, <laughs> like, it, like, you will have your cousin like come up to you in like two or three years being like man this new metal gear sucks and you'll be like yeah <laughs> like this is the kind of like weird japanese bullshit that is just so funny and you're on the front line and like the, all of the it the weirdest thing about it being so japanese bullshit is that like all the characters just they don't look like they're part of like an anime or anything they're just like real looking people so like yeah it's like if you put if you put Evangelion and like had Leonardo DiCaprio acted out, like it was just wild. Like it is crazy. Leonardo, Leonardo so much. Has, is eating the remnants of an angel. Think think of every big name yeah. actor. It's Leo and Neon Genesis as one of the Avas. Yeah. Yeah. Like Fucking Masato's played by like Natalie Portman or something. You're just like, what is it? like playing it with a straight Michael face? Michael Sarah is Shinji. Uh, no. <laughs> this game has ha, this game has so much attentional detail, so much like unique and different animations. the The plot is actually really straightforward. I really, really like it. Yeah. Highly recommend. And though you have to just take the rough with the smooth, I really roll with the punches. Um, this game has captivated me um, to the point where, like, I abandoned control, which was captivating me. So, um, <laughs> this is like Kojima unhinged and <laughs> Kojima after I, dark. I love a lot about it. I'll, Definitely, Kevin's ever going to talk about this game more, obviously. I have a lot to say about this game, but, like, real quick, highly recommend. There hasn't been a game in a long time that I've, like, literally had dreams about, so. <laughs> it's like um, I said, I started dreaming about Death Stranding. It's fucking crazy yeah. good. I love it so much. I, right, I can't wait recommend. to play it. It's in my uh, top three for sure. <laughs> Matt, why don't you go ahead and talk about the other game that's the four of us played Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, boo, boo, boo. Game. This game. Um, no, it's not. Boo. I said I. <laughs> I mentioned. Um, I think earlier that it kind of feels like a good introduction to like uh the Soulsborne style combat where it's more 
forgiving. Uh, yeah, it, this game is way more forgiving. Obviously, you get uh, in a way unlimited health packs if you play it correctly. Um, it's very fun. It's a good Star Wars story. Um, the graphics are good. Uh, there's just a few little like gameplay. Um, slip ups I don't know what to call them but like every now and then like I'd come across like a section of platforming or something that just didn't quite clip right and I died too many times for like nonsensical reasons that I just it's like and I just I don't know like I feel like it kind of those few little aspects kind of I don't know it's like I said I have like a sort of tie for a third game it's between this and katana zero i'm not quite sure like i really love star wars this game has a fun plot that swells well ends well um has those good star wars beats um oboes but like i said like i said there's just like a few uh issues with some of the gameplay and platforming where it's like and it was things that you couldn't escape like you had to get past this to go and it was almost forcing you at and you just like were like ah I don't know yeah it was a good game though I I recommend it though I mean they finally got it right and put out a Star Wars game that we've been asking for since we knew more Star Wars games were coming cool bam uh, next is Darksiders Genesis um I uh, super enjoy this game. It is a really fun, uh, like, double-A diversion from uh, the main series of Darksiders 1, 2, and 3. Uh, it's our first introduction to Strife as a character who's been fun. Um, it starts out, like, a little bit shallow as it uh, kind of just, like, introduces the plot of the game. And then as you make it farther into the stories uh, war and strife the two characters you're playing as uh, Mm -hmm. start to get like a little bit deeper Uh, hello Kevin I think we lost Kevin we got some technical difficulties going on technical Kevin just start do, vamping. Do, 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 do. So if it wasn't obvious uh, at this point, my internet cut out. Uh, so I'm going to take this time as future Kevin uh, to go ahead and plug our social media stuff. Again, check us out on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as Rouge One Podcast. Uh, go to our Reddit, our subreddit, R Rouge One, uh, get in touch with us. Our Gmail is Rouge One Podcast at Gmail. Send us an email. Let us know what you think. Uh, and uh, back to past Kevin fixing the internet. All right, can you hear me? Nope. Some beans. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, fucking <laughs> Darksiders Genesis. Start from the top. <laughs> Dark Sonic's Genesis is good, and I recommend it. <laughs> oh man, that fucking kills you! Instead of your review, <laughs> yeah. If wow. even if you've never uh, played any of the other ones, I think it's set far enough in the past uh, that it doesn't really matter. The characters all get enough of an introduction 
that you're not going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. So it's fine. It's it's a fun uh, like double A side game for a series I super enjoy. I'm fucking shocked it's on the Stadia. It must play like dog shit on there, huh? Along with every other game. I have no idea. I know so little about the Stadia. I I was hoping I could use it to play Destiny it sounds, 2 on my I keep comparing it Win to 2. Uh, Stevia. I keep thinking it's an alternative sugar. <laughs> Uh, Sud, what about Sayonara Wild Hearts? Yeah, hard time saying that. <laughs> Whoa, I'm in on this too. Uh, ben, uh Matt, do you want to talk about Latifa. it? Matt, go for it. You can start. I just have a couple things to say. I think it's the best rhythm game made in a long time. Uh, and it's the type of game that has been lost to time. The game that you were thinking yeah. of, Matt, uh, from the last podcast was Res. It's very similar to Res. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought I thought it was like Ray or something, yeah, but I didn't want to like trigger any Star Wars <laughs> people. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's Res, uh, and I really do love like the mix of the music, which is one of the best albums I've ever listened to. Actually, um, I was listening to it earlier today. Uh, I I love the mix of that. The rhythm, the shooting elements when there's shooting elements, the combat when there's combat, uh, the racing when there's racing. There's just a ton of different types of gameplay, all based around this rhythm like mechanic. And I just really, really like it. I'm surprised that Kevin could not figure it out. Um, but I also. Yeah, I was like, I just kind of let him <laughs> say his thing. I didn't want to challenge it. I was like, okay, but it was hard for you. <laughs> madness you guys have like three brains going it's on there it's music kevin's brain doesn't understand <laughs> Dude, <I> just... rhythm <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like concerned about like if he has like motor neuron disease or something like i don't you know kevin's always if Can you, you notice stand kevin's up always okay? tapping like... his foot off beat <laughs> i will say um this game hit uh hit me when i was kind of like uh coming up from like a bit of a low point i was feeling like crap for about two weeks had some uh medical mishaps <laughs> and um it was really a uh, uplifting experience playing through it um it was really sh- it's really short though um it's as long as the album is i guess yes. you know <laughs> um so you can kind of get through it in one sitting if you want. Like you should, I think. Keep insulting like, Kevin. The there is, um, well, there is a endless mode you unlock after you play the first time, which is a much better experience. Which I kind of wish the first mm-hmm. time you played through it this, was that mode. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. It's pretty cheap. You can play it on your phone, I guess. <laughs> Recommend. Yeah. Big recommend. Really great rhythm game. You can listen to the album on Spotify. It said Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries. Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries has so much potential, but it is bogged down by like a lot of sort of archaic design decisions. I feel like I talked about this fairly recently, but it does not control well with a controller or a mouse and keyboard. And people who play this game and really like it say that if you have a full like joystick set up with a pedal, that's the best way to play the game, which is fucking crazy to me. Um, the way that you shoot and things like that are all like very simmy. So 
just because you have a cursor doesn't mean that your targeting reticule is following your cursor. It's going to be based on where your your weapons are on your mech, um, which is fine, but it just takes a lot of getting used to and it doesn't teach you that very well. Um, the, the humans all look like dog shit. The mechs are gorgeously realized and really <laughs> well designed. Um, last year, I talked about Battletech, which is just a really great strategy game in the same universe, and that's just a way better game than Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries. But um, I always felt like the Mech Warrior games from the past were some of the few mech games that really captured like the weight mech of Warrior an actual two. mech. Does this game kind of like like does it really like feel pretty realistic? As realistic or... as a mech can feel, <laughs> yes. But you know, but well, you know what I mean. Like a lot of those mech games have like some pretty crazy. No, I mean design elements to up mobility. Yeah, like I mean the thing about this game is that it has the weight, it has the look, it has like sort of the archaic design decisions. There's no reason why this game couldn't be good. It's just really poorly balance at this moment in time so at this point there's no reason not to choose the heaviest mech possible which is just completely against the idea right. of mech warrior where you could choose something that was lighter so you could like aim for a critical shot or if you fought like against a bunch of lighter mechs yes you could destroy them quickly but they could maybe flank you and hit your reactor and that just changes like the flow and feel of the mission a whole lot which i think is actually really impactful to game play decisions and so when that's not there it kind of feels boring and it's just hard to get used to when you're not able to control the game well and you're not able to aim well so at this moment in time it's not a recommend but there's a lot enough here unlike say anthem um there's enough here that it could get better and i think that there's a possibility for that magic arena Magic Arena has been around for a little bit. It just released in the fall of 2019. Um, it's really great as a platform, but Magic lives and dies by its sets, and its sets have really struggled. So this, like, the past three or four sets have all struggled with major bans in Standard, um, which has really shaken the confidence of the player base. And when you're having bans in your Standard format, it's really hard to recommend playing the game. Because then your investment into your best decks or you're like you're you're playing drafting and then using like the winnings from drafting to build a deck and using the best cards and having those cards being banned just sucks. It does not feel good and you're not getting anything back. At this moment in time, Magic's at a low ebb because of the bannings and sort of how standard is shaken out. Um, I'm hopeful that future sets sort of rectify that problem, but the the platform in and of itself is fine, but the whole system lives and dies by the set. So it's hard. Mm. Like I recommend Magic Arena to play Magic, but you just have to be wary of that. And right now, Magic's not in a great spot. Gotcha. Uh, but recommend in six months when mm. they have a better set out? When they're not reprinting Yeah, like, I mean... Like, the new Theros set could be great, right? Like, they just need to have six months of no bannings. <laughs> like, it's been, it's been like, literally 18 months of, like, having different cards being banned from each set. And when you don't have confidence in the set, it's really hard to play the game and feel good about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, that's really what it's struggling with. But as a product, like, as a vehicle to play Magic, it's great. Uh, next is Sparklight. Uh, I talked about this uh, real quick. You guys can hear me, right? <laughs> yep. 
Yep. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> Just, oh God, quiet. All of a sudden. Uh, yeah, Sparklight's a cute little almost Zelda-esque uh, kind of rogue light. Uh, it was it was cute and fun. Um, I wish certain parts of it had been expanded on and that the game was longer than it was. Uh, but like, it's a, it's a good showing from whoever this developer is. I'll have to look them up at some point and <laughs> their name is whoever is this developer. Yeah. Um, Spiders. Now I gotta look <laughs> it up. Now I feel bad. Uh, Red Blue Games. <laughs> you could have guessed that. Uh, That's an awful name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's it's a fun, what I assume is the first showing. I don't know. It's solid. I want to see what this company does in the future, because I think they have some promise. Uh, I recommend it? Yeah, 25 bucks. I recommend it. Maybe wait for like a sale. Because uh, again, it took me like 10 hours, but I enjoyed my time. Said so FIFA 2020 or just 20? Uh, so I don't Fi- know. <laughs> it's FIFA 20. It's called FIFA 20 because um, 20th anniversary. Um, but FIFA always goes through these phases of being very, very good and then having the team rest on its laurels and go to a low ebb. And this is where we are with FIFA 20. So if FIFA, I think FIFA 17 and FIFA 18 introduced a lot of the newer mechanics, like to make it more realistic and less simmy. Um, and that's been great for a while, but this is the first game where this has just felt like a roster patch, which is really disappointing. So no, mm. I would not recommend this game. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Luigi's Mansion 3 is the Luigi game that finally puts Luigi on the same pedestal as Mario. It's fantastic. Uh, it is like Luigi's version of Mario Odyssey, almost, uh, just in a very, very different way. Um, I love this game. I think it's really good. Uh, if I played more of it, I, I haven't beaten it. I paid, played like maybe 10 hours. Um, I think there's like another five to 10 hours more. This might be in my top three and I just haven't played enough to say for sure. Um, but I really want to play this game. It's fucking fantastic. Like, and I love this game because within the first few levels you get in, you get to use Gooigi and then Gooigi really <laughs> has a lot of really great puzzles to him. Um, I really love his ghost dog polter pup a whole lot too. Um, and, and the mansion in and of itself is fine. That's like sort of like, that's similar it's to like hotel, the classic right? game cube. Yeah. Well, who, who's counting? Who cares? Um, <laughs> it's just a place, but like, uh, the stuff in the hotel is is more similar to the GameCube games, which is fine. Like, I like the GameCube games just fine. But as you open up some of the other areas, there's, like, some amazing puzzles and amazing areas that just really transform it. And so it gives it kind of like a Mario 64 feel where you're exploring the castle and you're jumping into different portals and you, like, get to different areas, right? Like, are wildly different. That kind of happens here in Luigi's Mansion Mm -hmm. 3. And there's, like, one area that's ancient Egypt that is just fantastic. Fantastic puzzling. And I really like how it's not... Like, I like the idea of Mario being a pure platformer and Luigi having a lot of mechanical depth through, like, puzzles. I Mm -hmm. really like this game. Do you like the Gooigi mechanic? 
Guiji's awesome. Guiji is just like yeah, this he... weird, like gummy. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. And with a blank stare. <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to pick this game up. I'm probably this, it's awesome. Like it's pretty I, high up on my list. Highly recommend it, guys. Cool. Like I think you'd all really like it. What did you it, think it, of Dark Moon? That was the DS one, right? It's on the three. It's okay. It's a yeah. Because, like, the it's thing okay. that kept me yeah. from getting Luigi's Mansion 3 was that Dark Moon was just mind-numbingly yeah. easy. I made it through the first, like, four or five levels, and I was just like, oh my I god, I'm so I these games bored. are meant to be incredibly yeah, Kevin, difficult. It's kind of well, like weird to judge they difficulty with games with you, because this is super easy, but Sayonara Wild Hearts is an impossible task. <laughs> but, like, you know, the... It not being targeted at thirty somethings isn't like an excuse. I didn't f- feel that way about Mario Odyssey. Other games targeted. I well, I guess my question. Is, but like Odyssey is like only hard when you like want to complete it, right? Like I don't think it's hmm. super difficult to get through Odyssey. Like the same things happening here in Luigi's Mansion Three, where like. If you go to some of these other areas, like it does get significantly more complicated and difficult. Have you played the um, online at all? No, I was played it on the plane, so there's no online. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, the online looks pretty interesting. Yeah, there's I'm sure it's great. I mean, what I played of the game so far has been awesome. I. It's all Gooigi. They're all Gooigis, yeah. Gooigis. It's just fun to say. <laughs> Guigi and Polterpup. I lo- it's so good. When, it's a good game. When is Wario gonna have a yeah. resurgence? Never. Never. Wario's dead. <laughs> you can... All right. So recommend said. Oh yeah, it's just for like sure. A tennis game. It's the best Luigi game ever. Yeah. All right. Not awesome. not where's <laughs> Matt, Mario? Closes. Or Mario's missing. Last but not least. Yeah, Matt closes us out with Shenmue Three. I'm fucking shocked. Um, this is happening. If you've n- if you okay, so just I'm gonna get the recommendation out of the way real quick. If you're a fan of Shenmue one and two, and you've been a fan for it for a long time you've and been be. waiting for Shenmue three, I recommend it. Um, if you've never played any of the Shenmue games, I do not recommend this game because you will not understand it. You will not understand <laughs> quite the gameplay, and you will just kind of be a little mad. Um, but um, this game has a it's like stepping into a time machine <laughs> because it is so faithful to the original, kind of like Toe Jam and Row we talked about before. That like it does feel like they made this game like ten years ago, and like even to the point where like the menus <laughs> and the the font awesome. and everything, it feels like you're playing it on nice. the Dreamcast still. <laughs> wow, um, which is uh, good and bad in a way. Um, I only got to play about a little over two hours. Um, this is not so much of a... The Shenmue games are more like an interactive yeah. story. Yeah. Um, and it has these fighting game elements because it's made by the guy who made uh, Pioneered Virtual, Virtual Fighter. So it has this kind of like that style gameplay where you're on this plane like when you do get into combat and fighting um it's not that bad the fighting um like i said you have to be a fan of the game which i am a huge fan of shenmue one and two um i think it's one of the most revolutionary 
um, franchises Oof. of gaming. So I recommend it on that sense. Um, yeah. Cool. We Can't wait it, to play it more. We yeah. It only took us. Well, we're not quite there. <laughs> the better part of two hours to get through our list yeah, of games. The year. All right. <laughs> all sorts of fun games. All right. Now for the next two hours. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So now I'm going to just call on each of you. Uh, you're going to give me your top three. It can. It doesn't have to be in yeah. any order. And uh, then we'll we'll go from there. So Sud, why don't you kick us off? Uh, Death Stranding, Control, and Devil May Cry Five. And I'm so sad that Sekiro is not on there. But I have a lot of problems with Sekiro that have stopped. Matt, so. you're up next. Um, Death Stranding. Mario Maker 2, and uh, it's a pretty big toss-up, but I'm going to throw um, Katana Zero in there. Ooh. Nice. Damn, son. I, I, I had a lot of fun with Katana Zero. Yeah, and I don't know. I That just, like, surprises me, and I don't know why. Mm. You did definitely, like, he preys yeah, on it it's good. pretty heavily. Well... Um, yeah, I mean, it, you got it I after mean, like, I recommended it. Star Wars is, seems like an obvious pick for me, but like I said, there were just some weird things that I came across every now and then in gameplay that really just, yeah. And it wasn't necessarily the combat; it was the other things. I have been step back, Matt, because in no particular order, uh, I am all about that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I hate you so much. <laughs> I really ben. enjoyed it. <laughs> Leave me alone. You're a you fucking know, loser. Sekiro <laughs> and Control. All right. And so I'm going to, uh, like, it's probably unsurprising. I am surprised that you did not include Outer Wilds in there at all, Sud. Uh, I, can I talk to you about that once you say your list? I have I have some things I don't want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so no mine list, is yeah. Outer Wilds, Control, and Darksiders Genesis. Wow. Uh, which gives control three votes, uh, the most votes. Three of us, and uh, yeah, <laughs> there's four of us. <laughs> I feel like if I didn't pick up Death Stranding, and like, because I kind of was just like, I, I was just like, I'm gonna just fucking get it, and I got it. Um, <laughs> control probably would have been in mm. its spot. Yeah, so that but seems- Death Stranding just like took over. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Control is uh, Rouge One's 2019 Game of the Year. Uh, But we can definitely uh, go ahead and talk about uh, some of these because I cut you guys off. Uh, So uh, what did you want to say in regards to Outer Wilds? Outer Wilds is so fantastic and it's so good. And I just wonder... If it even needed to be a game, I, I like, I just, I just like, if you were to watch like a YouTube video, like, would you not have a similar impact as to how like the game ends? Like, I think it's a great idea. You feel you could get the same experience after just watching it rather than playing it? Yeah, I, yes, I absolutely would not. Uh, Because like so much of it is. Figuring it out for yourself, this right? This world for yeah. yourself, yeah, and piecing it together 
and not like I think Outer uh, Wilds is a game that only works as a video game. I absolutely do not think it would work. Uh, I think the ending like is really great, but like that ending could be you could watch a YouTube video and be like, oh, that's a really cool ending. I mean, you know, the ending specifically, but the ending. So much of the ending from comes from the build up to it. You know, like I don't disagree with you. Like I'm just, just saying, like there's a world where like that idea doesn't have to be in a game, and you disagree with me, that's fine. But like that's just something that came across to me. And the other thing is just like I just think Outer Wilds as a game. Like I think a lot of people just can't play the game um, because of like the the way that. It's, it feels very finicky. Like it, it, it controls reasonably well, but I don't think it controls great. Um, I don't know. I, I really wanted. To, I, I think it's so close for me. It's such a weird year because, like, outside of Control and Death Stranding, I could put any number of games in that like third spot. I think, mm-hmm. and I really do love Outer Wilds. Like, if Outer Wilds was our game of the year, like, I'd be like, that's awesome. Like, I think it totally <laughs> deserves it. I just think for me, like, I, I did love that game a whole lot. Like, when I first mentioned it on the pod, I heaped its praise. At the time, it was the best game I ever played. I even said it justified the purchase of my Xbox. And I stand by that. Like, I think it's so cool, like, what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and though, I, I just think, like, there's a lot of, like, weird finicky things about it that I'm not super thrilled about. Um, especially when I think about the other games. So... I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. Like, I could easily wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, man, Outer Walls mm-hmm. is so fucking great. I love that <laughs> ending. Kind of fugue state. The other thing about it... Well, I mean, I don't know. The other thing is that it's hard for me to see myself ever playing this game mm. again. Like, if I could forget, like, what I did, um, I-, I would love to play it again. But, like, now that I know yeah, what really it is and, like, how to approach it... Yeah, yeah, it's hard to see. Um, but I mean, you, I think you that's... want to go back to it. Like, right, Kevin? Like, you just want to go back and hang out in it or something? Yeah, because I, I think a lot yeah. of the environments are just very cool and unique and pretty to spend time in. Uh, yeah. Like, just flying around Giants Deep <laughs> is fucking nuts. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I mean, like, I, I think that, uh, yeah, you're going to get... 99 to 100 percent out of what you're going to get out of that game on like one playthrough um Mm -hmm. but i don't think that detracts from it like that experience no that's so much compared to like games that i've beaten five six seven times i don't disagree with you it's kind of a shitty comment on my end but like it is something that i did think about like is it's like that's not like a good reason there are plenty of games that i love that i've only played once you know mm-hmm. it's not a particularly good reason but it's just something that like oh like i don't know i i just wonder like emily for example could never play a game like outer wilds like she doesn't have the hand-eye coordination for it nor does she have the <laughs> interest and i just wonder like it, could I share with her like a YouTube cut of this game, and she would think it's <laughs> really would lose cool. Interest. Like, would she get a lot out of it? I don't know if she would. Like, I think it's a really cool ending. I think it's a really cool idea. I think it's a really cool story. I and, like. I think I don't you know. Could impart something like if Outer Wilds the game is just like inaccessible, which I think is 
totally fair. Because, like, as much as I say everybody should play it, like, everybody... Play it. Yeah, like, <laughs> fucking... I would never be able to get my parents to even comprehend, yeah. <laughs> like, playing through What's this game. What's happening here. Um, yeah. And, like, I, I think... it's fair, like... Your parents can't comprehend control or Death Stranding. Yeah, that's not exactly. a good reason. But, I would love uh, to like see I, I watched a video parents where... comprehend Death Stranding. <laughs> I, I watched a video where a guy had his girlfriend who had never played any video games try a bunch of games. He had her play Portal. And she uh, walked around for the first three rooms only using WASD not realizing that you could use the mouse to look because the instructions never said that. So like, there's a huge like portion of the population who just is not physically going to be able to play (laughs) Outer Wilds. Because they don't have the basic (laughs) understanding of video games. (laughs) Yeah. I also think the motion sickness, I think motion sickness is a real thing with it. Yeah. Uh, And I think for those people, you could create a facsimile of the experience in like a YouTube video. Hand them video. a controller and play uh, the YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, but like it, it just wouldn't have nearly the same impact. You know, because it's it's the difference between being led on this journey and like going yeah, on the yeah. journey. Being told versus experiencing. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, um, I, yeah. I, go I ahead. Know. No, I don't have anything to say. I, I really <laughs> do love the game. I just, I don't know. I, I just think like there's there's enough barriers to it and like there's enough weird, like I just don't think it controls that well either. Um, and that's just like not even about like people who are not good at games being able to experiencing it. I just don't think it controls well mm. all that well. Um, and that is like a fundamental problem with interacting with a video game. Like if you have controls that you don't trust, I didn't struggle with it that much. I also blatantly ignored the opening screen telling me to use a controller. (laughs) I played the entire Uh thing, mouse and keyboard. Okay. I played it all with a controller and I did not like it that much. Maybe Um, I should have played on mouse and keyboard, but no, no, give it a try. If you find access to it, uh, I'm going to buy it again for sure. I love this team. I love what they did, and I, I definitely want to support them. Yeah. Um, I think it's really uh, incredible. Why don't you and Matt go ahead and talk about Death Stranding, because I have to pee anyway. <laughs> hey, Matt, is Death Stranding one of the best games ever made? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's one of the... It's one of the most interest like so i have a really hot take about this game that i'd like to talk about another time i just it's gonna take up a lot of it's, oh it's a, i thought we were gonna huge do this chunk. You, you you fucking teased me about this three weeks ago matt come no, on but kevin's all about blah, blah, blah time and, uh, and like death stranding was so far down the list for some reason we had to <laughs> like wade through a bunch of dicks and uh i just i don't know this game has like so many layers to it like Uh it has such a serious plot and everybody who's involved is so serious in what they're doing they're all speaking nonsense but then like as Kojima like yeah he comes at you with like terms like off the get like BTs and ETs and EX grenades and and (laughs) the Death Stranding and the beach and 
and um, there's just so much. And like Sunset, there's a huge level of detail. And um, the game it keeps grabbing me at different points, but like it really hit off in the um, like the first quote unquote like boss fight. I love that um, boss fight. Incredibly well designed. Um, the the how you go into that fight and and succeed in that fight um it was really gripping and it felt like i don't know my heart was pounding and it was like really intense and like it watching gameplay videos doesn't really do it justice like i've seen clips of like sam fending off what they call the mules which are like your main kind of um, human enemy yeah yeah your main human enemies you encounter in the world often and it just kind of looks like uh you know like what is this like what is sam even doing he's just kind of like flailing his arms around but like when you're actually in those encounters in game it feels really like you really do feel like you're being like fucking hunted and chased and it, the stakes feel real cool. in this game and um, and then like you get this ridiculous, silly stuff. Like you can, you go in your private room and like Norman Reedus is like, or Sam is like doing these funny little gestures to you and like breaking the fourth wall and, um, all the actors are incredibly good. Like you got Mads Mikkelsen, Norman Reedus, Conan. Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> I mean like. <laughs> and then you have incredible voice actors like Troy Baker and um yeah the game like from the grandest bits of the game to the littlest like sound effects you hear as you're playing the game it's really awesome and it can feel overwhelming but like it's incredibly streamlined I feel like there's a version of this game where like it was much harder and people had to be like, yo, we need to <laughs> make this game a little easier. I, um, yeah, I love this game so much. I think I, I don't know, like, cause the thing is control is such a video game, which I, I really enjoy, but death stranding is just such something else entirely. And it's filled yeah, with like, so much crazy shit in it, it. And I love it. Yeah. There are points where it, it's wrapping in like, gameplay um what you're seeing the the soundtrack is kicking in at key moments i love that and it it, it's like this this like multi-sensual experience within a game yeah and it it always looks gorgeous too this is one of the best games i've ever seen like it's it's always pretty i love how creepy all the bts look um, I love yeah, how there's all this psycho babble that everyone plays with like a straight face. <laughs> I love that yeah. when Sam takes a bath in a hot springs, fucking Hideo Kojima made him taught him a Japanese bath time tub song that he sings to himself <laughs> in Japanese. Like fucking I love why? Like why there's would you do a, this? <laughs> in universe Norman Reedus, who's not Sam, <laughs> but like he has a hit TV show and one of the posters is him with Godzilla riding a motorcycle. Yep. And it's just like, you know, Ko- Kojima is a huge Godzilla fanboy like me. So it's just like we have this kinship, you know. With Godzilla on a motorcycle saying ride with Norman Reedus. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's it's, it's, it's so hard to really kind of grasp until you play. Do you know what it's like? It's like when you like watch like Sukiyaki Western Django, and you're like, why are you all saying mashed potatoes all the time? And it's because <laughs> of this weird Japanese like play on like western like norms and yeah. weirdness that they don't really understand but they Good, desperately the the want weird. to and they, they're yeah <laughs> and they're try, trying to filter it through into you in this like incredibly straight face like yeah they're like no way. no we get your culture um, don't worry we got it yeah the thing about death stranding is that you kind of you can't even have a spoiler cast about it because it's like there's nothing to discuss. Like it's yeah, very straightforward. You, like yeah, yeah. I could have told you yeah, all about that. Words at me at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like when I get to the end of it, there is probably going to be like you know, there's probably shit you could have spoiler cast about. You can about. spoil the game, right? But like, yeah, it's very straightforward. There's no ambiguity here, right? Like. Everything's right. explained in excruciating <laughs> detail. You get so oh, yeah. many fucking emails and like notes <laughs> and and like data that you're reading and you're just like, "Oh, this is all really interesting. Wait, this is just Evangelion. What the fuck? Like what is <laughs> what is happening here?" There's so many weird cameos too. And we say all this, and the fundamental loop is you walking and delivering right. goddamn packages. Right. Like, like that is the game, you know, more yeah. than anything. The, You're not, you know, yeah. You don't do get you, a mission like you have to go and uh, save this guy and stop this thing from. It's just like you're just like, yeah, need take band-aids. this over here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, literally at one point, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one thing I love is how Sam is the ultimate anti-Snake, where, like, Snake always <laughs> wants to know more and more about the world, right. and Sam's just Sam's like, just like, oh, <laughs> Sam's okay. like, oh, okay, it's just like, dude, He's I just, just want to deliver boy, these man. fucking yeah. pizzas, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to be involved, please don't ask me to do this, <laughs> yeah, god damn pay it, me enough. I will yeah. do it, yeah. He's, I mean, he's reluctant in the fact that like he doesn't necessarily want to do what he has to do but he's like one of the on- literally only people alive who can do what he has to do yeah and Dude, it's this, just like <laughs> this game is so good i love it it's so fucking weird and awesome and i love how it ends oh man it great game yeah. i it's my game of the year i think i don't know i can't wait to control is also awesome like at this moment like i'm like when i'm like scoping out my next 24 hours and finding <laughs> what points I can play Death Stranding because like you need like some pretty big yeah. chunks to play this yeah game. to really get it the one thing I will say like the, the genius of Death Stranding very simply is that it is intentionally boring so that the parts where it's not boring you just stick with you in vivid detail like right. so like like Matt's able to tell you in detail about the boss or in detail about like cresting a hill and having the soundtrack kicked in there's a lot of like um indie rock and a lot of like you know like real songs or like vocals that kick in a lot in the game at very specific moments very intentionally so and it's all just so memorable because so of it so much of it is like actively tedious that elevates the rest of like the actual game and i think it's like a really bold yeah, that choice seems... <laughs> to try to make <laughs> something like, boring I, I don't like that <laughs> style what did well, you say I mean, it's like, like weird uh, fucking that code taku review 
what if Breath of the Wild was yeah, boring yeah. on yeah. purpose? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I like this game more than Breath of the Wild. It's definitely um, much better in terms of like how you traverse. Uh, I don't I know. Don't... I like hitting rocks and then blowing them up and standing on the rocks and flying 500 feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's never happening in Death Stranding. I, I do like the weight system a whole lot. Like, I don't know. Like, It's we... so silly when you see like some of the loadouts you do. Yeah. Um, and you just like, but you're like, oh, let's do it. Let's go. Let's let's, let's trek this shit across the country. Let's uh, do so it. So I love how you said trek. Like, if you're not into the trekking and the rucking and the trucking, <laughs> this game is not for you. Like, you will not enjoy it. We got a Christmas yeah, you, convoy. Want, like, exactly. Like, you unlock fairly early in the game a hover uh, cargo that you can attach to you. And I'm like, oh, this transforms everything. I can truck so much shit. And, like, if that doesn't, like, grasp (laughs) you and, like, make you excited, (laughs) this is not the game for you. And, though, I I think everyone should play it have me immediately angry or I would lose my life to it. <laughs> there's a lot of, I there's love there's the a game. Lot of Especially wild yeah. fluctuations with you, Kevin. <laughs> there's no middle <laughs> ground. Yeah. I do say that like you should definitely like try it out. I want Just a five like, hour so demo. I would fucking like love to like try it out. I don't, yeah. <laughs> don't want to pay $60 and then hate it 30 seconds I feel into like the game. I feel or like I the guess sure 50 produ- minutes into the game after the opening well, cutscene. I feel like the sure production value of the game makes it worth the purple price. It is one of the most well-game <laughs> maids. One of the most well-made games in like easily the last five years. I haven't seen any like bugs or anything like that. It's so polished, and it's so polished yeah, to do okay, nothing. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> uh, so we talked about Death Stranding for a while. We haven't. I really want to hear Matt's take, but maybe that can be done later. Um, I chose Devil May Cry Five um, because I do I do love de- character action games. Um, it's not my perfect sequel for that series, but like when I think about the story and I think about like the Sin Devil Trigger. And like Dante and the different combos and just the attention to detail and just like how much replayability there is in the game, just in terms of like how you interact with the world and the combat. I liked it a whole lot. This was a really close tie. It was really close with Outer uh, Wilds and actually Sekiro. And the problem I have with Sekiro, uh, and I I was surprised I didn't choose it myself, but (laughs) Sekiro has... Sekiro is one of the most amazing combat systems ever made. It's a combat system that only really works with human-sized enemies. And so when you're not fighting human-sized enemies, it's a it can be a miserable experience. And because oh, everything yeah, is done sure. with just the sword, there's no like opportunity for you to experiment. Like the the magic of like Dark Souls is like even if you found something really hard, you could switch to a different weapon or you could try something else to get through it. And Sekiro yeah, just doesn't Sekiro give you that option. You to be and, so, like, if... and not try different things. Yeah, yeah and that's it's it. Like, no, you can't cheese this. You have to get better. Which is fine, but like if you're if you're like swinging a stinky sword at a giant ape <laughs> who throws shits at, shit at you 
from like a hundred feet in the air. It's so amazing. <laughs> like, that's just fucking that weird. Fight is so good. It is amazing. It <laughs> is a good fight. I'm just saying, like that is not the kind of fight where Sekiro's combat sings. That's how Donkey the, just, it, it sings when you're like, if you if you could base <laughs> the game off just one fight. Yeah, but Donkey's an idiot because, like, the thing that actually shows off what Sekiro can do is the fight against yes. Genshiro on the oh top my God, of the tower, yes. where it's you against yeah, him as a samurai. Like, that's when the game's fucking yeah, incredible. I love and I just think it's, I think it's just like really variable, right? And like, I really do like the game. It's a lot of stuff that goes into it. I didn't really enjoy the story, and I think it's because of some sort of like weird cultural. Um, like misunderstanding or something like I just don't understand what they're going for in the plot like it's very straightforward and I didn't find it that engaging which also sort of hurt it yeah <laughs> anybody sorry want to talk I mean about I don't know anyone... uh, do you guys want to talk about control at all or are we talking about, about it a lot it's um, a game of the year. real quick uh, quick fire oh, game Jesus. of the decade go League of Legends <laughs> Get out of here! Off the <laughs> big, podcast. big boo words. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna react any better, but I feel like I have to go with Minecraft. It's the game. How is it? It's the game decade. I've played yeah. for the. Yeah. Oh, it's the it's- game I've played the most <laughs> over the past ten years. But when did League of Legends? Ten come years out? ago, it could not have been in 2010. Yeah, League really? of Legends 2010. And- League of Legends and Minecraft both came out like at the end of 2009. It is the ten- yeah. yeah, League of Legends yeah. came that out. That doesn't o- count. It's the 10 year anniversary. <laughs> it has to be you 2010 onwards. Come on. October 27th of 2009 doesn't, <laughs> doesn't count. No. Very clearly not 2010. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. These are the, these are the rules. You don't. <laughs> There I don't know if I, I want to give you up. another chance. I'm just saying, both of those have shown up in multiple Game of the Decade lists I looked through. And most of, and both of those people don't understand how time works in the <laughs> Roman calendar. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Just because other people are wrong, too. Yeah, it's very easy. Uh, then off the top of my head, I'm going to have to go with Portal 2. Wow. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Ben Chan. Uh, Uh, <laughs> 10 years is a long time. Okay, Matt. Matt Chan. Matt Chan. Um, Red Dead 2. Ben Chan. Uh, Dark Souls 3? That's bizarre. Why three? Uh, you didn't yeah. even pick it as your top three this year. Not this year. <laughs> what about time? Yeah. We just had our thing about time. I had to be so <laughs> Wait, didn't Kevin talk about no. Dark Souls 3? No. no. You can't, oh. you can't, you can't give me this about shit Adar, about time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Came out in 2016. Take us home, son. Game of the day. Oh, Bloodborne, Bloodborne, shit. Bloodborne. I want to change my, I want to change my vote. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll allow it. Bloodborne. It looks like Bloodborne <laughs> yeah. is game of the decade. <laughs> <laughs>